All right, you are tuning into the Dive mm-hmm. and Deep Show podcast, home of sports debates and elite takes. We know ball. This is episode number 97. I'm your host, Rudy Ray, and I'm here with my co-host, Jason, and our boy, Adam, over there in Virginia. And we have a special sure. guest. We have Mr. Joel Dells on the podcast today. Sure. What's up, fellas? How's it going? It's Mr. Pick a Side. You're the fourth member, bro. We've had Riv on. Yes, sir. We've had Drew. We had John. You. And then we're going to complete the Infinity Gauntlet with Joel, I hope. Trifecta. <laughs> Appreciate it, fellas. Yeah, you guys have been doing your thing. I saw uh, just past 300 subscribers. Uh, 300, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're at 319 yeah. now. Steady growth. Yeah, steady up, growth. Congrats, man. Congrats. That's big. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. But yeah, man. How are you, how are you feeling? About, uh, I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, some, you know, got some good news with Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets. Got some bad news with Edwin Diaz uh, tearing his Patel tendon. The oh, Mets fan, that. so that was uh, that was terrible. So I had a really high high and a really low low uh, yesterday, but it's been good, man. How about you guys? Good, man. We, we've been recording on Thursdays, and it feels like so long in between like really episodes. Especially once a like, week. We, we start, uh, yeah, yeah. We've been pretty consistent once a week for what like two weeks for ninety seven straight weeks. Yeah, I don't think we missed you. Been super consistent, so yeah. Yeah, the first two episodes we did, we scratched them because we were like, "This is awful and awkward." (laughs) But (laughs) since then, we did some good things. Like Julio, our other host, isn't here today, but uh, Adam came on about what fifty episodes ago, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we've been pretty consistent, but we're just excited to have you on, man. We're ready to get into these topics. Yes, sir. I'm excited. It's a good list today. Get it. All right, so the first thing we're going to do, guys, is we're going to do our all-NBA rookie teams. And we were talking about this off-camera. Off it was struggle? Struggle? The rookies, not so much. All defense. Oh, you said all defense. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Defensive was tough, yeah. yeah. All defense was hard. All right, if that one was a little harder. So I'm going to select someone random to go first. So I'm going to pick Jason. Somebody ran when he said he was, I was going first. <laughs> I know I said I was going to go first. Good. Well, yeah, I, I, let's get it. All rookie first team prediction at my two guard positions. I do have Jalen Williams and Jaden Ivy. At my two forward positions, I have Paolo Bancaro and Keegan Murray. And at my center position, I have Walker Kessler. I think I have the. Yeah. I like I the. the same. I, yeah, I got the same. Yeah. I got the same thing. I got the same too. Same all around. Yeah. Same all around. Yeah. Rookies, the rookie teams aren't that hard. I mean, if, it does feel like there's like ten really, maybe not. 10 but like seven eight really impactful guys um and then you have a couple others that like it could definitely deserve to be on the second team that we'll get into but that first team is solid i mean it, we didn't think it would come down to paulo and jalen williams for rookie of the year paulo yeah. is still the heavy favorite i know but jalen williams been balling lately i think the uh where some of us could have split which obviously we didn't is that second guard position when it came to Jaden ivy and on the second team for me at least uh, benedict matherin you have two guys mm-hmm. kind of opposite seasons like Matherin had the blazing hot start and kind of cooled up, cooled off in the second half of the season Jaden Ivey who had the slow start to the season uh kind of benefited from the uh Cade injury because he was forced into a point guard role a point guard role and he took off this latter half of the season so I, I would think that I, I was wondering if any of y'all were trying to you know stick Matherin in there just the fact that he's still been one of the best six mans in general this mm-hmm. season in that first team, but man, Jaden Ivey, the way he's played lately in his form, he's been that dude is nice. Yeah, he is. Yeah, so if I mean, you could really look at it. So good. No, you go ahead and go ahead. 
Um, I was going to say, you could look at it both ways because I agree, like, Cade going down, terrible for the Pistons, yeah, but yeah. Ivy goes in and now he's put into a role that no one was expecting him to really be great at right away. You know, like, I wasn't right away, but especially his last couple of months, he's been spectacular. And then Benedict is in a different situation than almost all of these rookies because he's on a Pacers team that has vets. They have Buddy Heald. They have Miles Turner, right? They have Tyrese. So they already have guys that are on this team established, and he kind of has to find his role. So these guys are both really playing well just in kind of different circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Benedict's the only one coming off the bench, right? So I think uh, so at least first team guys. Yeah. Was he coming off the bench yeah, the entire uh, season or was he, I thought he got some starts. Unless there unless there are injuries, season. but if, if everybody was healthy, he absolutely was coming off the bench. Okay. Yeah. At one point he was like one of the oh, you, you know leaders what? for six man of the year. You're right. He was right there with Westbrook at one point. Yeah. Okay. Well then. All right. Yeah. Sec- <laughs> that was easy. Second team. Uh, uh, well, I have, well, I have Benedict Mather in second team actually. Yeah, so that's what we're Oh, I'm tripping out. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm tripping out. Yeah. So, yeah, Benedict Matherin. I have Andrew Nembard. I got Jabari Smith, which his late late performance. Yeah, I had to put him in there. You know, I had, to res- Celtics. had to respect my. Yeah, he did. And then I got I got Jeremy Soham, and it was getting tough. I don't know if you're going to agree with that. And then I know, I don't know if um, Adam has Mark Williams, but I put Mark Williams in there. So he's been playing really? damn good. I don't know if anybody else is going to have him, but let's hear. Uh, my my first four is the exact same. Yeah, Mather and Nimhard, Sohan and uh, Jabari Smith. But I actually have Jalen Durand, which Respect. I'd love to put Mark Williams on there, but he just – he's pl- well, he is playing, I think, 14 less minutes than Jalen Durand. If he had the same minutes as Jalen Durand, he would be blowing him out of the water. He may even be competing. I think if he started the year, he could be competing for first team spot. He didn't get that ability, unfortunately. Mason Plumlee was playing ahead of him. But now that he's getting to play, he's fantastic. I really like him going forward. And I think he could even be the better center. And of course, that's always going to be the question for uh, especially Hornets fans when we drafted that other guy first that I have on my second team, Jalen Duran, and traded him away five seconds later to take Mark Williams instead. So there's always going to be that question in comparison. And if Duran's better, it's going to be a little bit of a disappointment, but the way they're both playing, I'm pretty happy with what we did. Yeah. I had Duran at first, but then I was like, I just love what Mark Williams have been doing. And it's no disrespect. I mean, I might, I'm probably wrong here, but I just wanted to put him on there because I really like him a lot. <laughs> no wrong with that. Dur- uh, Mark Williams. It's, it's mostly just because it's been recently really post trade deadline. Once they got rid of Plumlee, um, mm-hmm. And it's hard for Hornets fans or even maybe just the Hornets staff because Plumlee is like one of their best players. It's funny because it's Mason Plumlee. Um, but you also have this rookie in Mark Williams that you want to give minutes to. Nick Richards was also getting some time above him too. But I also had Durant on my uh, my second team as well. Um, he's averaging like, like 11, 11, 12, and 12, something like that in Detroit. I think he just turned 19 as well, super young. Um, and really brings, you know, something that the Detroit team has been missing. We obviously had Andre Drummond back in the day, but really like that, that big physical presence down low. Um, so I would I would include Duran on that second team as well. But the first four, yeah. You had the same four? Uh, I did. And or no, I actually didn't. I showed some love to the other Rockets rookie, Tari Eason. Oh, you did? Ah, yeah. I love that. But man, first, I mean, second team. Uh, uh, just no given, given, sharp, given, too. given their um, that that was he could one, be playing a lot more. Yeah, but like you kind of understand why because they're like in that play and push, and he's just. 
he's very raw, but he still shows some incredible flashes that just a handful of guys in the league are even capable of doing. And he's one of them. He's just that special as an athlete. So I, I, I'm, I wanted to, but I, I think Andrew Nemhard, his form lately has been really good. Mm-hmm. I, I really like the, what he's shown for Indiana, uh, Tari Eason. I just feel like he's just been so damn consistent for y'all. So I, I had to give that nod to him. I know Jabari's been, he's been balling lately. He was killing my Lakers last night and I uh, don't even get me started on that. But, uh, yeah, that, that, that five spot, Jalen Duran, um, Loved him out of the draft uh, since he's been a starter because early on they uh, favored uh, Isaiah Stewart a lot more, you know, yeah. favored the vets. Since he's got that starting position, um, he's averaging 10 and 10. Um, and you just love his upside going forward. He's 19 years old, like doesn't really get much younger than that. And I, I, I just love his upside. Uh, so, yeah, to, to me it has to be gender. And even though respect Mark Williams, he's definitely looks solid as hell. It, it looks like, you know, It'll be a back and forth between, you know, them two going forward. I know Hornets fans, it's they're really invested because that's who they traded away. I'm personally mm-hmm. a Jalen Duran guy, but I mean, Mark Williams is yeah, solid. I'm gonna take that L. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to take I'm gonna have to put Jalen Duran in there. No, I stand on that. No, nah, I'm, right. I'm gonna go like back. But the other thing was is because when Wiseman got there, you know, they started playing with two bigs, yeah. so it's just, I don't know. I was just trying to show Mark Williams love, but I feel no. Nah, he's it's not like it's you're not insane to say that. Like no, he's, he's had a I think like year. yeah, like I Adam said, he could be the better player. Maybe only thing that sucks is I think he's gotten injured pretty recently, and I know they're you know get with did, with, yeah. with a high draft pick getting this late in the season. Is it that smart to know keep him playing when he's hurt? Like you know, it might be in your best interest to shut him down. Like okay, he's shown his flashes. Let's you know start the off season early, get our you know franchise players right or lottery picks right and i'll try again next season yeah so yeah, we didn't uh we did include shane sharp i know um i just want to give him a shout out because it's been hard for him playing really inconsistent minutes but for what he's been playing he's been pretty efficient 47 percent from the field 35 percent from three for a rookie whose playing time really like wavers from the beginning of the season he was getting like some dmps right like and, and now he's getting um around 28 minutes a game uh I know there's even still some nights where he was getting like 13 minutes, right? And yeah. DMP, I think I'm exaggerating there. But regardless, like not playing as much as he should be. Um, so I think his his upside is really high. Obviously, you see his athleticism jumps off the screen when you watch him. Um, just has to really, I think, improve more in like the half-court setting. Um, more as more of a half-court player than just getting out in transition and dunks and then fast break. From the games that I've seen of the Blazers, he, he looks comfortable out there. Like he makes the right cuts and... I mean, he's obviously still learning. He hasn't. He didn't play for like what two years, and then came into the yeah. league. So, eighty-two game season is hard, man. It's not something that you know a lot of guys are. Not saying he's not built for that. He just hasn't experienced that like those amount of games in this span of time in a very long time. So, he's into it. Maybe next season he those minutes keep going up, and you're looking at a guy who's not gonna not he's not gonna be having these inconsistent minutes forever. It's obviously. Yeah, at least he's not like that dude in Washington, Davis. Johnny Davis. That dude's <laughs> awful, bro. Man. Yeah, he's, I think he's even struggling in the G League. Yeah, he's putting up so, I mean, okay numbers in the G League. Is know. he is he better than Book Knight, Adam? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. There's, there's not much worse than Book Knight right now. <laughs> All right, well, no, we're going to go into the defensive teams, which this is the one you this said. Yeah. Okay, so this then let's let Dells go first. 
<laughs> all right, we got the first team. This was tough because, first of all, the defensive teams and all these teams, like, you never know how the NBA is going to list players, yep. right? Like, they've had BAM listed as fours and stuff, so it was hard. Um, so are we going two guards, two forward center? That's what so I tried we're, to do. We're gonna, I think so, yeah. I, I tried, but do whatever you did because I, I, mine okay. didn't end up that way. Because mine didn't end up that way either, but I could adjust. But what I have right now, I have Drew Holiday. I think he's the best POA defender in the NBA right now. Um, and then the rest are, are basically all bigs. That's kind of how the NBA is. It's, it's really hard to defend. So I have uh, Jaron Jackson, Evan Mobley, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez. Um, I think all of those guys have been fantastic. I, and even the guys on the second team, like there's, we'll get into that, but I could, if you could make the argument, there should be some guys on the first team that are going to be on the second team. Um, but I think, like I said, Drew Holiday, best point of attack defender, Jaron Jackson Jr., probably the best rim protector, Brooke Lopez, probably going to win defensive player of the year, Evan Mobley, his versatility on the defensive side of the ball, and then Giannis, who could, could just really do everything and really, you know, destroy your offensive attack, especially compared or paired with Brooke Lopez. You have two seven-footers and Giannis, who's insanely athletic, so anything at the rim is almost impossible against the Bucks. Um, but those are my five. I'm not Got mad at it. Three bucks. I just noticed yeah. that. Three yeah, we, were, we were just yeah. discussing. I don't God know damn. how many times in NBA history you can say that's <laughs> happened because that's crazy. Don't know. If, yeah. No, you're probably probably Pippen, Jordan, Rodman. Rodman I'm sure yeah. they they probably took one at least. They might have. Have to check that. But uh, I'll get mine. So I tried to stick with the two backcourts from my first team at least. So I had Drew Holiday for sure, and then I had Alex Caruso. Man, yep. he's probably like one of the best in the league. And I had Giannis, Brooke Lopez, and then I had Evan Mobley over Jaron Jackson Jr. for the first team. Hmm. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I don't know. I Jaron Jackson's like Mobley's fighting good, for that defensive player of the year award. I think so Mobley's yeah. Mobley's more disciplined, nah, and he's a younger player. Not crazy. Evan Mobley, like legit, he's a elite defender. Like since he's stepped on the court in the NBA, he's been one of the best defenders in the league. But Jaron Jackson's just insane shot blocking i know there's certain things you can pick out about his game that are just mm-hmm. kind of become a detriment to the team like when he gets in foul trouble okay we have to take him out mm-hmm. we need our backup big to play instead of having one of our franchise players you know playing in big games when we need him he's in so, so that's you know a flaw in his game that's valid so not upset mm-hmm. with it but i do disagree i'll say this i erased and put him back in there and then went back like three times <laughs> i was struggling with it yeah. it was tough well, you want to go ahead go all right so again i tried to be a bit traditional have two legit guards i have drew holiday and marcus smart at the fords i have jaron jackson jr and Giannis. and at my five i have brooke lopez dell's talked to me because this dude's looking at me crazy has marcus smart's defense uh, taken that big of a step back this it year it has it has it hurts my heart really it has okay. this year he's not he's not the same defender as he was last year obviously winning defensive player of the year like um, nothing close hurt, like uh, kind of i'm not gonna lie like him know, and jalen brown have, have definitely taken a step back um jalen brown's been doing more offensively so i can understand that okay. uh, marcus smart had an injury a couple months ago i want to say it was an ankle um and that's definitely hurt him coming back he even mentioned i think last game or the game before that that's had an impact on his defense and you could see like he gets blown by and it, it's kind of often and it's sad to see marcus smart who is wow. one of the best obviously you know, winning the award last season, but this year he's not even on my second team. 
Um, and I think one of the bigger reasons why the Celtics have been struggling the second half of the year is because of that kind of nagging injury um, mm. of Marcus Smart and the fact that he was our best, you know, perimeter defender last year. It's really been Jason Tatum this season. So Could is, you, uh, is he somebody you trust, like, come playoff time to turn it around? Or are you kind of just like, man, he's just – it doesn't look like he has it this year. It's it's hard with the injury. Like, you, you would hope, like, he could, but at the same time, if it's – an ankle injury it feels like that's something you kind of have to rest like yeah. that doesn't get better with time you would assume yeah. um but i don't know like the ins and out of that injury i'm hoping he could turn it up but most importantly i think once they get rob williams back the defense will get better overall but i don't have a ton of faith in marcus smart turning to the defender he was last year wow. okay. could you argue that there's another guard over there that might deserve it more than marcus smart which one Derek white Derek white can make that art he's been a better defender than smart oh. yeah He's a better overall player this season, I would say. Yeah, Derek White's in ball yeah. this season. Didn't we have an argument last year about Derek White or something like that? If it was, you were disrespecting him. And I, and not <laughs> oh, I was praising him. He struggled him. last you shit year. on every Celtics player. I'm almost, <laughs> last year, Derek White you were struggled. Not, all last the Celtics you shit on last year, I guarantee you were not giving Derek White Did credit. I shit on Al Horford? <laughs> a little bit. You no, were. I didn't. I praised Al Horford. Horford. Finals time when you picked the Warriors, yes, you were. Because you were, I picked the nah, when he boomed on Giannis, fair. I was talking to you. Yeah, because you're a Giannis that hater. You're a former Giannis hater, I should say. Yeah. All right. Well, so that you went, I went, Dells went, Adam last uh, up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I also tried to stick with the guards, which, you know, more traditional, but definitely there's a lot more forwards and big men that deserve to be here than these guards. But uh, first team guards, Alex Caruso and Drew Holiday. Forwards, Giannis Antetokounmpo and Jaron Jackson Jr. And then the center, of course, Brooke Lopez, probably defensive player of the year if his fellow teammate doesn't find a way to steal it from him. That's tough. I told y'all about Brooke Lopez. If I had to go back too. and add the two guards, I would have Caruso in too because he would, he would be the other guard for sure. Still waiting on that clip. What? I couldn't find it, bro. It's buried, dude. Okay, so I don't believe you then. Cause <laughs> I'm remember, not. I'm going to find it. terrible, so I don't gonna take find your it, word bro. for it. I don't. <laughs> Y'all said Brooke Lopez was done. Like, he was washed. If, if it's I wish there, he was. show me. Show me. I'm going to find I would, it. I do not I have no recollection of this top, but you bring it up every time, and you never show me. I'm too busy to go find it. I'm going to tell Lonzi to do it or something. Okay. All right, so uh, second team. I'll go first on this second one. Second team. Go ahead. I, like I don't know. I feel like I might get some head turns. I don't know. I'm good. I put Jaden McDaniels. Like he's been one of the best in the league. I, you could say he's a. I'm just listing the five best. I thought. Then I got Tatum. Then I put Jaron Jackson. Of course, I got Nicholas Claxton. Then I put Bam Adebayo. Okay. No disagreements. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, other than the positions. I know that's. Yeah, I, I get. I get yeah, it. Yeah, you know, yeah, if you're yeah. trying to just go with. <laughs> The five best defenders, I feel you. But. It's kind of what the, the NBA could label Tatum as a guard and wouldn't shock me. That's why it's yeah. like I, I don't hate yeah, it. Last you know? year it was Mikel Bridges as a as the main guard on last year's All Defensive First Team, yeah. and Bridges yeah. has been good I too. That, yeah. I, I left him off, left off Murray. You know, it's tough. But yeah. I could see Tatum on second team. I don't have him, so my five for the second team. I had Caruso because I didn't have him on the first. But if we're just going on my original list, I have three bigs who are. All centers to me, but if the NBA is going to label Bam as a forward, you could label one of these guys a forward. I have Bam Claxton, and I think Embiid should be on that conversation as well. He's a dominant presence uh, down low. He just had four blocks last game. And then that last guard spot, 
Jaden McDaniels, definitely a good shout. His teammate, Anthony Edwards, has been really fucking good defensively. Um, He leads the league in steals right now, and I was just watching him last night against the Celtics, and he was locking down on defense. They were trying to, you know, get in pick-and-roll action. He was going over screens. He was staying in front of people. Um, And OG Ananobi should definitely get a shout-out, too. Uh, Second in steals. He's a great perimeter defender. Um, It almost feels like there's more guards deserving on second team than the first team. The the first team feels like it's more uh, big-heavy. Um, but I would probably go Caruso, Bam, Claxton, and Bede. Just two of them are forwards. If the NBA is going to do it, I'll do it too. And then uh, maybe I'll show some love to Ant Edwards. Yeah, got to respect. Like, he's been locked in yeah. on both sides. Yeah, yeah when, when he's when he decides to lock in and play, like he will lock your a lot of players up that are nice. He he's, he has that capability. All right, Adam. Should I go? Yeah. Uh, tried to stick to traditional and the guards is just tough i feel like i'm just throwing stuff at the wall and hoping it sticks sometime but uh uh my two guards are Derek white and desmond bain my forwards are og Ananobi and evan mobley and my center is bam Adebayo. yeah desmond bain i don't know about desmond bain that's the only one i'm like i'd put dylan brooks over bain honestly I, you know what i only i only I didn't put dylan brooks because i don't uh, like him I mean, <laughs> fair, fair point. That's an argument. <laughs> Does it matter Derek White when Rob is healthy as a bench player? Does that matter to That's you? true. I don't I mean, I, mean, I don't know if it's if it should or not, but what's uh, what's Robert Williams' uh, injury? Twenty eight a game? Uh hamstring. Yeah, he's right got now. Hamstring. I mean he, had, he was hurt for the first three months of yeah, the season, yeah, I came back for a couple months. Yeah, so so I mean, honestly, Derek White probably has as as much starts as like Jared Jackson. So maybe he it's might. not that crazy. He might. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not it's not crazy. I mean, the one that I'm still I'm thinking about now is that Dell said Embiid. Like Embiid was the other just the other night was playing damn good yeah. defensively. He's yeah, been locking in. He's here in the chatter, bro. He's here in the chatter. Yeah, he trying. He's he, uh, he watched our video when I said he wasn't elite oh, defensively. He heard, he heard you. <laughs> <laughs> he's been great on the defensive side. Yeah, I mean, favorite I, for MVP at the moment is he not? Yeah, today I think was the first day it switched that he's now the favorite over Jokic. Not matter. It should it's be crazy. it should be Giannis and Embiid over Jokic right now. Yeah, in my opinion. Well, yeah, I think I think we did pretty good with with our defense. It's tough, man. It's it's, it's really tough. So you're just going to cut me off? Oh, shit. You didn't go? My bad, my bad. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, okay, so my all-defensive second team, my two guards, I have Alex Gross, Alex Caruso, excuse me, and Dylan Brooks. At my forwards, I have Giannis Antetokounmpo and Evan Mobley. And at my five spot, I have Bam Adebayo. Okay. No, nobody got him beat. I was the only one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, it's, okay. I, I get it. It's you know, just, it's just it's the center uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, as far as centers go, I feel like there's a couple over. But if you're just going to say F it and then go all forward center, I feel you. He should absolutely be on there. I feel like the difference is that Bam can guard like wing players and guards. Like, for sure. And yeah. B can't and Bam really do that. as a forward last year, I think. Yeah. Or the, uh, That's true. Yeah, last year it was so. Rob and Bam was were on the second team. Yeah. <clears throat> it's unfortunate because, like, if you just go like defender for defender, Bam Adebayo might be the best, and he's just never gonna get that love as far as like defense. I feel like every year he's gonna finish second or third, just because there's yeah. another, there's another guy on a great team who's having a great yeah. year, like a Brook Lopez mm-hmm. or somebody else, and he just will never get that recognition. Recognition, and it kind of sucks. Yeah, he had a sure. damn uh, game saving play the other night against the Jazz. 
I forgot someone drove in the lane. He's straight up blocked. Yeah, He's just so was, long, bro. He like just yeah. went up like this, and he just blocked it. Yeah, I was watching. I remember that. But yeah, okay. Bad. Now we we got you. Now we can move on. <laughs> All right, so let's get going into this topic right here. It's should the Milwaukee Bucks be NBA title favorites because they are the best team in the league right now. Giannis has been going crazy, but I feel like all year all we talk about is Nuggets and Celtics, and then they went on that crazy streak, and they're still they're still number one in the standings. Correct? Yes. So it's, I mean, Adam, you didn't think anyone was sleeping on them. I mean, I feel like a lot of people were, or still are. I mean, I've, I've, I think your argument, and I feel like just saying that the Celtics are better than the Bucs isn't saying that we're sleeping on them. I, I, I'm not counting out the Bucs, but, you know, you have to pick who you think is going to win the East, and I think the Celtics are better. That's fair. Right now, the right now the Bucs are playing better basketball. Um, I did see a stat out there that teams in, like, the last month or post-All-Star break, the record doesn't really matter. Like, the Warriors were, like, 10-10 and 10 the last 20 games last season. They went on to win a championship. Now they're a dynasty, so maybe that changes things. Um, but right now, as a Celtic fan, the Bucks scare me, and they scare me shitless because to start off the year, Giannis was pretty inefficient. Like, he was putting up ridiculous numbers, like 32-33 a game. Honestly, some career numbers, but some career low efficiency. But over this stretch, really these last, like, two months, January on the 16 game winning streak Giannis and the Bucks have looked so dominant and then you add in Brooke Lopez who's a, a force defensively can shoot the three Drew Holiday I think is the best perimeter defender in the league and Middleton hasn't really been found his footing yet like he's had very inconsistent nights um, still playing I think around 25 minutes per game like he still hasn't gotten that full workload that he will get in the playoffs so as a Celtics fan, I'm still taking my Celtics for sure. There's some bias in there. I'll go out and admit it. But the Bucks right now, there it's hard to find another team that looks as dominant as them night in and night out. How are you feeling, Jason, about that? Um, I don't know. I feel like people understand what the Bucks are and what they represent every year. They're an elite team. They usually have amazing regular seasons. They're never like a team that just kind of – coast the regular like they're always a, one of those top east uh seeds just about every year you know what you're getting with them and it just this year it, it feels like they're taking it to a new level with their scoring ability and the fact that a couple of us i don't know how many but a couple of us had three of their starting five in the all defensive team so that's just what they're capable of on the defensive side of the ball and then you just go to and you look at the other side of the ball Giannis is casually dropping 50 left and right Drew Holiday has really taken a step forward offensively in his game, earning his first all-star nod since 2013, over 10 years. Um, and then Brooke Lopez having a career year. Honestly, he he this might be the best Brooke Lopez we've ever seen as far as two ways goes. I know mm -hmm. back in his Nets days, he was more of a scorer back to the basket. But now he's a guy, I'm watching him a couple nights ago, dude is like five, seven feet behind the three-point line, and they're going to guard him like – it's insane because you have to respect him out there. Like he will burn that bitch if if you leave him out there. He can, he's he has that capability, and I don't know. I, I I'm personally not sleeping on them. Like I, again, I kind of agree with Adam. I come come playoff time, I, I I probably would lean Celtics, but it's damn close. It's damn close. Yeah, yeah. With Middleton, there is the X factor. Was my whole argument of last year. Like, I guess it came off as Celtics hate, but I mean. With Mid if Middleton is there, like in my opinion, they 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 probably win that series in six games. I know it's crazy to say because the Celtics went to the finals, 
But I mean, we saw inconsistent play in the finals from Tatum. It took a you know game six game from uh, Grant. I, I I don't know. I just feel like if they're fully healthy, they're deeper than I think we thought they were. Javon Carter plays damn good for them. Bobby Portis is still there. Joe Ingles was a great pickup. Yeah, I mean he's finally healthy and playing for well for them. I just I think they're the absolute favorite in the whole NBA because they have the best player in the NBA. And then like Dell said, they have Drew Holiday. Who remember when Julio made his top ten list and he had him like top five? Like, is that crazy to say, bro? Like, I mean, I mean, top his, five what? Point top guard. five point guard in the league. Like, as far as two ways go, it don't get much better than him. Yeah, I mean, two ways sucks. So it's just if you value that defensive side of the ball, and even then, like, I feel like when he for the most part of the season. Middleton, again, inconsistent minutes. He missed a good chunk of it. And mm-hmm. uh, Holiday has had to step, step up in that uh, as that second star role, and he's excelled. And I think it's preparing him for the run, you know. And then when Middleton comes back in and they're all playing well, like, good fucking luck it's trying scary. to stop him. It's so scary. Well I, was, well, I thought the way I thought you were going with that was talking about how, like, they might just not have Middleton next year and then – but Drew Holiday is kind of stepping in to take that position and be the second guy more than Middleton is at the this point. Well, he is a free agent, right? I mean, I know we're he talking is. future, but, I mean, they could replace him. I, mean, what? I think he's definitely – he's pretty high. It's very likely that he's going to move, right? I mean, if I were oh, him, I would go to the Rockets, but, you know. Everyone's going to the Rockets. Join up with Harden. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. a – He's a free agent in 2024. Must be restricted. I could have sworn uh, it, it might be. Oh no, sorry. He has a player option. Okay. He has a forty million dollar okay. player. I don't think he's getting more than forty mil. Yeah, so maybe true. he yeah. takes that. Maybe he opts into that forty mil. Um, unless he just wants to decline and get like a three year deal, four year deal for more money. You know. Go to the Sixers. If the Harden stays, go to the Sixers, bro. That'd be beautiful. Oh, no, they're not, not going. Cap, I thought he was coming to Houston. <laughs> they're gonna win the chip, and he's gonna stay. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> well, yeah, I think people should fear no. the Bucks. I know we don't have to talk too much on it, but I mean, they're rolling right now, getting into the playoffs. Yeah. Look at the teams and that we've they. We've seen teams. Sorry, sorry, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. I was just gonna say, like the teams that they're gonna face, like it's not gonna be a problem. They could sweep any of those teams down there. Raptors, sure. Heat. If they falter a little bit, I mean, they've been playing better lately. I just I don't as, think as they're down yeah, twelve no. to the Pacers in the fourth doesn't matter, but just funny that that's going on. I, oh, I didn't even I notice. Mean, I, think, <laughs> I didn't even notice it. I, I think everybody does believe that it is going to be a Buck Celtics Eastern Conference Finals. It's, I think it's just I, I don't see win I don't see any other scenario. You got to respect the Sixers, bro. No. Uh, well, I mean, another can, level to it, man. Can, because There's the most level. like the most likely scenario is that the Celtics and Sixers meet up in the second round. Right, we know how we know what history says about Celtics six. I know, in the but playoffs. but we got to look at Embiid, and if you don't, if y'all don't have Robert Williams, Al Horford is going to be I huffing and puffing by out. Game Six. Man, he's going to be tired. Yeah, I know. Listen, but Embiid's going to get his. Like we'll have Rob or whoever. Embiid, yeah. I, I still know he's going to give us forty. Like it's going to happen. Um, I was going to say though, the Bucks. The most impressive thing, and it's funny that they are losing by eight to the Pacers right now, is that <laughs> we've seen the Celtics post All Star break kind of fall off, teeter. The Nuggets have been struggling lately, and the Bucks, who are just as dominant as those two teams, have just been rolling. And it doesn't matter who they're playing; they don't care who their opponent is. I know this Pacers game might end up not in their favor, but 
it doesn't matter who they're playing. Like they're going to go out there. And if you're playing like the thunder, they'll still smoke you by 20, even though they're a good team playing well. It's just, it feels like the bucks always play to their strengths. And we to basically to how we expect them to play like these other dominant teams, like even Philly just went down to the wire with the blazers. Right. So like even these other dominant teams, like Celtics who go down to the wire with the Timberwolves and lost to the Rockets and then the Nuggets who got a couple uh, like three game losing streak, whatever they've been on. Um, and then the Bucks have just been super consistent. So outside of me being a Celtics fan, I understand anyone else wanting to pick the Bucks because what has the last month showed you? Like they've been the better team yeah. and it, it really hasn't been that close. Like the Celtics have been struggling, especially defensively. Um, I have faith in them to turn it around in the playoffs. I do think they're kind of on this cruise control kind of thing right now. Rob's out. The defense isn't as great. Um, they went to the finals last year, so they know what it knows what it takes. But right now, it just feels like they're a half step behind Milwaukee if they matched up right now. Yeah, I was pretty locked into the uh, game they had against the Kings a few nights ago. Um, and Kings were giving them all they could handle, all they can handle, and the Bucks still end up winning that game by 9 or 10. Like it, that's just like they and if you've been watching the Kings this season, that's a damn good team. That yeah. is a damn good that was team. I was thinking of not the Thunder. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, the they were given they were giving them all they could handle for three quarters, and then fourth quarter comes around. You get Chris Middleton in his closer mode, Giannis for uh, three quarters that just completely dominated. Kind of good God, my Giannis, lord, my lord. <laughs> Stupid, bro. Um, sorry, Giannis had a crazy end just now. Um, but yeah, this. Yeah, no. If you're if you're sleeping on the Bucks, you just haven't really been watching basketball the last few years, honestly. That's facts. That's facts. I think Celtics should be a little worried because the home court stuff. But I mean, we're just gonna have to see. I mean, the Sixers are gonna beat them in the second round, so I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's funny because because last year the Bucks kind of ended the season. Uh, didn't I don't know if didn't want the first seed is the right word, but the Celtics went for it because you were gonna play the Nets in the first round. And because of that, the Celtics and Bucks go seven games. Tatum has the great game six. And then at home in Boston, Grant has the crazy game seven. And that what ends up bringing the Celtics to the ECF and eventually the finals. So it's it's kind of history in reverse now that the Celtics are the one faltering and the Bucks are the one surging at the right time. Yeah, Home court isn't super beneficial to the superstars. It's more beneficial to those role players. Role players play great at home. Yeah, that is true. That's what I meant to say earlier was game seven. He hit six threes is what I meant to say, Grant yeah. Williams. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, game six was a Tatum game where he dropped like 45 or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, I want, I know, like I said, we, we put him on the under pressure. For, well, no, we took him off the under pressure for the finals Stephen A. Smith list that he made, remember? Bucks? No, uh, Jason Tatum. Yeah. No, he's, I mean, of course, we, won't, we think he should redeem himself, you know. No. That team, that core is going to be together for years to come. They have plenty of opportunities other than 2023 to win. That's facts. That's facts. All right. So in, in honor of having you on the show, we're stealing Would You Rather. Let's do it. For you, Jason Tatum. Originally, it was Drew Holiday, but I was like, you know what, man? We got Dells on here today. I got to do Jason oh, Tatum. I'm so I'm going to take Tatum over everyone now. But, it, <laughs> but here, listen to this. It's Jason Tatum Prime Edition. So every name, every player I name, it's going to be Ooh, in their prime. Yikes. Okay. That changes a lot. Yes, okay. it does. All right. So Jason Tatum, would you rather? First name on the list is Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Oh, prime Kawhi. Prime Kawhi. Yeah. Prime Kawhi. Yes, and then, I mean, y'all would say this is Prime Tatum, right? This is the first couple years of it? I mean, we yeah. don't even know if he's there yet, honestly. Maybe not, yeah. I would say it's, it's is, at least the first year, minimum. 
I think I think he can get more efficient. That's the one thing he's missing right now. The defense is there. The scoring output, he's averaging career high this season, but the efficiency's dropped. Yeah. I'll go Kawhi. Okay, we'll go Kawhi. All right. Paul George. Tatum. Yeah, I think I would lean Tatum there slightly. He got over the hump, got to a finals. Um, not that – I mean, obviously, when you have the big three heat, maybe that's not fair yeah. to say, right, yeah. with that Pacers team's – um, I think I would slightly lean uh, Tatum. I'm actually taking Tatum. Jason Tatum. I'm surprised. And you? I know it's super close because Paul George in his in his heyday. Yeah, I really am. Ooh, you, <laughs> you. I'm pretty sure you said this year you would You're still like Paul have George Paul fan. George over Tatum. Like, what do I tell you every week? Two days. What do I tell you every week? Uh, I'm what? a week to week person, bro. I watch. Games and then I make is crazy. But hey, but I'm honest though. Week to week, that's like two or three games. I'm yeah, but the thing is, like I'm that's a lot of games. What one thing you should know about me does it? I'm not afraid to come up here and say this was an L. I'm coming back. Like respect. I respect that. But uh, all right, next name on the list is little Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum. Yeah, that was quick. Tatum, yeah. Butler defensively, that was pretty quick. It was, but Butler defensively, a dog. Tatum. Probably isn't quite at that level, but he could still be an elite defender and offensively Tatum clears. Are you saying uh are you saying Butler if that Max Drew's three counts? <laughs> what? I mean come it's a real conversation, <laughs> is, bro. Is last year prime Jimmy Butler. What? I don't know, but he gets to another finals. It's true. As the best player. He had some stinkers, but so did Tatum. I, this one's tough for me. Adam, who'd you say? Tatum. Tatum. That was I just feel say. like the gap defensively is smaller than the gap offensively. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy yeah. Butler's lack of ability to stretch. The, I know he can still get his buckets regardless. I get that. But I'll take the better shooter. Okay. And just as good as a defender. I'm, I'll go Tatum, too. You did all that to still take Tatum. To Tatum. <laughs> I know Julio would take Butler. Maybe. Probably. I'll yeah. ask him. I'll ask him. All right. Next name is a more of a. A legend, Scottie Pippen. Tatum. <laughs> oh, that feels disrespectful. It is disrespectful, Scottie bro. Pippen, Hall of Famer. Oh, my God. Like, offensively, it's Tatum, right? I think yeah. that's, that's pretty clear. But we saw, Defensively, I mean. I mean, I didn't see shit, but Pippen, like, had 20, what, 26 a game? And when, when Jordan left. Yeah. yeah. Had them as the one of the top seeds. And he got them to the, the East Finals. Round. Or no, 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 he got semifinals. It's like a game away from the. Yeah, ah, that's tough. It's so hard to compare those two. It really you is. Have a, you have a Robin and Pippen, you know, who's just always the two, and Tatum, who's been the one. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, uh, but Tatum would be the Pippen to be the. I know. I just saw Tatum would be the the Rob the Robin to Jordan. You know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's yeah. something against Pippen for sure. Um, Pippen's career high is twenty two points per game in the ninety three ninety four season. But again, different eras, yeah. different you know pace of play is different, so Inflated, it's not really yeah. fair to complain or to compare, I should say. Uh, it's hard because Pippen's an all-time great Hall of Famer, one of the better players, you know, one of the best players on a dynasty, on the best teams of all time. I think at the end of the careers, we'll. I don't know because accolades wise, like Tatum's not going to match. He wants rings. to take Tatum so bad. I know. I know. <laughs> I want to take him so bad. I'm taking Tatum. Take him. Fuck it. I'm taking him. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Pippen, man. I need to get the old heads back on my side. They were slandering. They're still slandering me, man. Prime Ten Pippen. Time deservedly. 
I'll go Pippen. Oh, Pippen? I'm a legend. Nah, I mean, I'm, I, I, you're, you're going to got it right now. I'm flipping. Pippen's got it right now. But Tatum could catch him. He's coming. All right, all right. I respect it, respect it. Got a couple more names. Mm, Tracy McGrady. Tatum. I got oh. T-Mac. Oh, no. Don't do it, Jason. Mm. We're, we're taking, like, injuries out. Like, it's just, just a prime. It's like, it doesn't prime. happen. Just the prime. That's it. T-Mac was such a dog. Bro, was averaging, like, 32. Yeah. Early 2000s. I'd, yeah. If he had no help, bro, no help at all. He didn't. He really did. Tatum's the better defender, though. Like, scoring-wise, the, like, uh, they're they're both great. I do think Tatum's a better defender. I would it's say Tatum. I would say McGrady slept on defensively. His passing, though, was underrated as hell, too. That's fair, yeah. And it just sucked because it's like when he got to Houston, he had help, but then every year it was like Yao got hurt and T-Mac's having to carry. And then T-Mac yeah. gets hurt and Yao has to carry. And then we took y'all to seven games without both of them. I know you remember that. I do. Uh, if we had so T-Mac, lost, we, if we had T-Mac, that we, we won the finals, bro. I'm sorry. Nah, because then Aaron Brooks wouldn't have been turning up the way he did. He was uh he was the most improved because, player of the year that, that year. Because T-Mac was missing all that time. Y'all would have been force feeding his injured ass instead of Aaron Brooks. We had Ron Artest. We would have had Ron Artest, McGrady, and Yao Ming. All that to lose. It's crazy. I'm taking T Mac. I'm taking T Mac. Everyone did y'all say who y'all everyone went? Mm, I haven't even uh, gone I, I did not pick. Um I, I slightly to Tatum. Adam, slightly. you got Tatum. Yeah. It's hard with these older because I don't even think about the Pippin one, because there's a difference between like who's just the better player in a vacuum. And then when you have these debates, it's like usually who's the better all time player and you can bring in like championships and offensive teams and all of this. But when you just say like straight up player for player and you can't talk about championships and offensive teams and MVPs and all this stuff, I think that's why it, it makes it a little bit easier to go with Tatum. Yeah, if you did, if we, and that's what basically I'm saying. I'm just saying prime player. Like I'm, cause T Mac has no yeah. accolades, you know, other than yeah. scoring titles yeah. and all star appearances. I'll so go, I'll go McGrady. You go McGrady? I love it. I love it. All right. Next one is maybe a clearing Kevin Durant. Kevin I don't know. I wanted to see what Dells was going to say. <laughs> nah, Katie's got it. All right, last one is Paul Pierce. Give me Mr. Pierce. Jason Tatum. Nah, Tatum's a better player. Tatum, yeah. Tatum's a better player. We had a debate on the show. Remember, Paul yeah. replaced Paul Pierce with Tatum last year in the finals. I think they win the finals. I think Pierce oh. is... Do you think this because the big moment Paul Pierce shines the brightest? Yeah. Kind of. Uh, yes, that dude is clutch. He is. Yes. That's yes. definitely a different argument, but I I think I agree with you. Yeah, in that series, it would have been better to have Paul Pierce, but of course, we saw what Tatum was, and it wasn't great in that series. Uh-huh. Tatum will redeem himself, no doubt in my mind. Just I agree. Shitty finals. Very I'm sure if Paul yep. Pierce would have went to the finals at that young of an age, he very well could have had a stinker as well. Yeah. Rather, rather like than playing with of his Hall era. of Famers, you know, like he had, I mean, he had no help in the early years, you know. Yeah. I know. And even though the East was not good, like the Nets were knocking him out. <clears throat> so, I mean, it's, I'm taking Pierce, though. Taking Pierce. But that that's it for the Would You Rather, man. And uh, yeah. I like that. I wanted I to do it. Crucified for that Pippin one. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. I'm thinking about that. 
All right, so we're going to move on to talk a little Lakers, try to speed through it so we can get to this football stuff. Are the Lakers going to make the playoffs? Uh, if Anthony Davis decides to man the hell up and play. Um, <laughs> you know what? He can pl- They're keeping him out. He needs to tell them, can I play, please? I mean, the organization <laughs> has told him, like, no back-to-backs, but essentially, like, they're saying no back-to-backs. But you're a f- f- freaking franchise player. Just tell them, I'm Anthony Davis. We are one game away from being out of the play, and I am playing tonight. There's no, like, I, I don't want to negotiate, like, okay, well, no, I'm playing tonight. I'm sure if he decides to put his foot down, he has a ton of leverage because he's Anthony Davis. And the fact that you can just think that it's fine to take nights off against a bad team like the Rockets because, oh, it's the Rockets. No, because then we'll lose just like we did last night by four points. Y'all were kicking our ass for most of the night, and we made it a, we made it a close L to make it look a little bit more respectable than what it was. It's just frustrating, man, because when I see the team and all of our guys are out there, I'm loving what I'm seeing. I'm loving how D'Angelo Russell fits, and he just gets super hot. I love Anthony Davis when he's aggressive and locked in because there were a couple games there where he was just kind of disengaged, like against the Raptors. The Raptors just decided they wanted to take him out the game, and Anthony Davis had wanted no parts of it. And fortunately, we still ended up winning that game, but he went the game after again was just kind of disengaged but then the the following game against i believe it was the um pelicans the pelicans yeah mm-hmm. turned up completely dominated them we just dogged them as a team as a whole um and i just love when anthony davis is in that mode but it's something just again i i've referenced it a, few, a, a couple weeks ago just uh, the idea of Anthony Davis is much better than the actual player that is Anthony Davis. And it's real frustrating having this guy as basically he has to be your savior because LeBron isn't there. I don't, I, I feel like, you know, he should be close to returning. I hope he comes back. But I, these two guys that I have as my best and second best player, I can't rely on them to be night to night. And it's just not a recipe for championships. It's not a recipe I mean, for even making nice. the playoffs. That's not just your savior. That's your future, too. Absolutely right. I, I think you should trade him. I've said that multiple times. Absolutely right. I mean, you, you think about who you're playing. You, you're going into a game versus the Rockets, and I love my team, but this is not going to be a game where he's having to bang and stuff. He's going to he would dominate. That's like We have game. nobody to stop him, it's bro. It's a stat-padding game. He uses yeah. that game to get his averages up, get his points per game up, get his <laughs> rebounds per game, get his blocks per game up. Use that game to stat your pad, or pad your stats and – and don't even have to maybe play the whole game. That's what was they were on the way of doing uh, against uh, the New Orleans the other night because we were just whooping them so bad, and then it got a little interesting at the end, so he had to come in and close the deal. That same thing probably would have happened to the Rockets, except they probably wouldn't have that surge at the end. We probably just would have smoked y'all from quarter one to quarter four. We did just beat the Celtics, bro. Congrats, man. That's y'all's, that's y'all's. We've also beaten the we've also beaten the Bucks this year. We we play you up guys for the got some big wins. Yeah, yeah. You two have hang, hang some, some big ban- wins. Hang, hang some banners, man. Some banners. We got two. Ones. What you mean? I mean, y'all got like eighteen. No, but no, it was finish. funny the other night because that 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 uh, Tatum smoke layup remind me of a few years ago when Horford like smoked a wide open layup against us. That was the Harden years. I remember that. So I can't believe Jalen Jalen Brown should have got that last shot against you guys, bro. He was cooking all night. Yeah, it's one of those games Tatum where was struggling. Yeah, it's one of those games where Tatum's off, Brown is in. Jabari Smith though. It's been it's been like that a lot recently. KPJ has been struggling. Call Jabari a bust. 
two weeks into this I did. Career. I did. I said possibly be a bust. Mm. I feel like you were a lot more firm than that, but okay. He was bad, dude. He was, he yeah, was, he was pretty bad. firm. But he's been doing his thing recently. Yeah. It's a coaching it's thing. They'll, they'll, they'll clean it up. I also think that the Lakers have a bit of a coaching issue. Like, I, I don't know what he's doing at the end of games sometimes. Whenever we made the Darvin Ham signing, everybody just said, oh, my God, what an amazing signing. This is going to be great. I'm like, you know, let's see him first before, you know, we just praise him as he's going to be this amazing players coach and people are going to want to play for him. Now his lineups get real funky sometimes. Same thing as I was going on with Vogel. Um it's just, man, it's really frustrating watching this team night tonight because it's the inconsistencies are just. Who do you want to see play more? Because I love seeing Austin Reeves, obviously Jared Vanderbilt. I think Malik Beasley's streaky. I think he should cap out. I mean, around fifteen minutes a game. Yeah, it's that small forward position where we are giving Troy Brown heavy minutes and i am absolutely infuriated by that i am sick of seeing troy well, brown i mean when lebron minutes. comes back I, mean, I give those minutes to Rui, bro give those minutes so we brought in Rui, we made a trade for him and we gave up kendrick nunn for him that was an absolute steal because kendrick nunn is doing absolutely nothing in washington and we brought in Rui, and he's actually shown some flashes he shows his ability to create his own shot troy brown is like strictly just spot up shooting can get some dunks here and there but he's one guy once lebron comes back and we're locked into that i need to see him out of the rotation for the love of god brown is like the great value of malik monk who's like a great value of a like a real number one spot up shooter it's, it's <laughs> tough when he's getting like heavy heavy minutes in like some games that we really need to win it, it's frustrating because i was watching uh game did we play uh was it that warriors game or i don't remember what game it was but he was like oh of eight from three what are you offering the team bro he was like oh for 10 field goals it's tough man it's tough for this just to watch being a lakers fan yeah and i was gonna say joe like jason my best friend like he's the only non-delusional laker fan that i and know I, and i gotta like, deal with so he's not true <laughs> no, no. I, I try to pride myself as being, you know, as objective as I can, but I'll still get the, you know, the strays from people talking stuff about Lakers fan, like they're delusional, they're idiots. I'm like, not, not me. Like You, you get know? grouped into that because I, sh- I, I sent you that tweet the other day where someone Lakers account was like, D'Angelo Russell's the most complete point guard LeBron's ever played with. I'm like, what are y'all talking about, bro? Like, what? <laughs> but that's what I was saying. Like, <laughs> that's, what, that's something I, I have to accept. Being a Lakers fan, the the fact that we are the Lakers, just like I don't classify you as an idiot Cowboys fan, but you're a Cowboys fan, so you're yeah. automatically going to get grouped into that because that. that because it's just the most popular team, and there's just a lot of stupid people in the world. You're going to notice them more when there's a lot more of them, like a Lakers fan, like a Cowboys fan. There's just yeah, more of them. and everyone groups well, you with with everything because I, I remember. Go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say they group you with everything because when we were talking about that Chargers, uh interception where did he catch it or not versus chiefs mm-hmm. i i was talking about it on the tiktok and everyone was like oh i want to see him admit that des caught it or didn't catch it or whatever so they group <laughs> you with everything you know but yeah go ahead Adam. i was gonna say like the thing with rudy is like there's two types of cowboys fans if you actually look at the cowboys fans there's like the delusional like cowboys can do no wrong best team ever every single season and then there's like the self-hating cowboys fans and i feel like rudy's more in that like self-hating cowboys fans group <laughs> Like, do you hate yeah. the Cowboys? 
I just don't yeah, like that. Like he's a Cowboys fan, but he he hates the Cowboys. He thinks okay. Dak is an absolute fraud. He he hates that they gave him the money. <laughs> Overhyped, just you know. I like him the, when he's uh, balling. I love him. Quarterback. The clip from the Simpsons about the Star Wars fans, where they're like, "Oh, he's a Star Wars fan," and they hate Star Wars. That's basically what Rudy is with the Cowboys. <laughs> It's funny because I was going to wear a Seahawks shirt today and then I was like on TikTok I'm going to get I'm going to get yeah I'm going to get roasted because I'm not at that level where I can wear multiple teams like Drew does yeah. it with the Dolphins and Broncos he could do that I can't do it yet because if they see no, that, they're going to be like, oh, fuck this guy. I don't uh, want to watch if, this. If you tell people that you were predicting Geno Smith to have a turnaround year, you will get the most respect for that because ain't nobody that's predicted that's that but you. I in the world. <laughs> no one believe me, man. Try to tell find that clip. Why are we not reposting that clip? That like you should have posted that like twenty times when he got comeback player of the year. Yeah, I'll go find it. You're just giving me more content. <laughs> yeah, already, man. <laughs> but ultimately, to answer the question, I think Lakers will make the playoffs, but yes. via the play-in. So facts. I know you're gonna be yeah. sweating that. It's be gonna fun. be a sweat yeah. the rest of the season. Hey, but the yeah. last time they had to do that, LeBron was blind and hit that that yeah, three. It's the Warriors. God. Worst moment of the career. I hated that. <laughs> I, saw, I saw three rims. <laughs> For the that was I think the Lakers. I think the Lakers will. Uh, I think they'll make the playoffs too. Having Drew constantly makes me kind of not like Lakers fans because Drew's like, we could get the fifth seed, bro. Like we're a game out. I'm like you've been a game out of the fifth seed yeah, since no. fucking December, right? I don't. I don't really care anymore at this point. Yeah. Um. They do have a back to back this weekend. They played the Mavs. Uh. Oh, excuse, sorry. No, never mind. They play the Mavs Friday. So no back to backs for the rest of the way. So that means Anthony Davis shouldn't be sitting out any games. Um. And their schedule isn't ridiculously hard. They play the Suns mm-hmm. twice. The Clippers once. But outside of that, a lot of winnable games, Magic, the Mavs tomorrow, but have not been playing well. Um, they got the Thunder, the Bulls twice, the Wolves, so the Rockets again, Jazz twice. So there's games on their schedule that they can win. Um, it, it doesn't sound like LeBron's coming back for the regular season. Is that correct? Like, if anything, it would be a playing game. It would probably be his first yeah. game. Yeah. It's unfortunate. That's what it sounds like because, I mean, when you looked at how he was playing before he went down just the entire year, offensively just still <clears throat> amazing can get you 30 rolling out of bed if he just feels like it and it's just unfortunate because his i feel like just he's at that point where his body is just starting to betray him and just it happens to every player yeah and i mean i'm, I'm gonna be interested to see how russell d'angelo russell plays once he comes back because he's been a godsend lately but you know he had his, first, he had his first bad game he's last a, night. yeah but he's a streak that's what i mean streaky player streaky player but and if if the Lakers get in, what's your and say LeBron's back, he's healthy. What's your confidence level? Seven or eight seed, they get in, they could beat the Nuggets or the Kings. Uh, it sucks because I feel like the Kings is just such the easy answer. Like, oh, it's a young team, and it, but that's that's the truth of it. It's a young team. They're inexperienced. Uh, little players on that team have real playoff experience. Um, I, I straight up like I, I don't think we're messing with the Nuggets at all. Like I know a lot of Lakers fans think we can actually. I, I don't think so. I'm not of that mindset. I'm actually coming around on that, bro. Just because of the way the teams have been exposing Jokic lately, and it's not like a huge you know negative on him. It's just that he's not great defensively. I just like in those switches. So y'all could do that if y'all are healthy, fully healthy. Y'all could. So you think we have a better shot against them than the Kings? I don't know if y'all. Went, uh, Kings have been. 
I don't think he'd win against either of those teams, I'll be honest. I don't think so either. Or I, I can see us taking the Kings to like seven. Um I, I just don't see a scenario where we beat the Nuggets. Like straight up. I'll say that. I don't I don't see it. I think they're I, I both would, long I series. Would, I would pick us to lose, like straight up. I would. King <laughs> Kings, I'd be like, ah, we can get them in seven, but I wouldn't feel great about it. I mean, we've seen y'all healthy yeah. struggle against like the Thunder. Every they're, time they're y'all, every, every time y'all play them, like it's oh, inconsistent. Kings but post deadline, it's it's a different team, and they've been playing different with LeBron. That is, you know, like yeah. so it, it is hard to say because yeah, pre- that was the Westbrook the Lakers. We made, yeah, exactly. Like the Westbrook Lakers compared to these Lakers, you can't really compare the two. They're just two different it's teams with day, actual shooters now day. and actual defense now. So you got to give them some respect there. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're gonna have to see. We will. We will. Should be fun, man. Should be fun. All right, so we're going to skip this next topic and then maybe come back to it because I know Dell's – I want to talk about this already. So uh, Aaron Rodgers, he said it on the Pat McAfee show that he intends to play for the New York Jets, and I saw the episode where you guys talked about it. Y'all are hype, as y'all should be. But I meant to put together a list of pros and cons. Could After Dell speaks, could we do something like that, do a little list of pros and cons? Yeah, let's do it, yeah. Yeah, go, so go ahead, go ahead. It means everything. It means everything to the Jets. Uh, there really was no plan B. I think their plan B was probably Derek Carr or Jimmy G, and they both got signed before we traded for Aaron Rodgers or expected to trade for. And this has all been because of Woody Johnson, really. Woody Johnson, our owner, has been the one who says he wants Aaron Rodgers, and that's his choice. And Woody historically has had a track record of kind of stepping in and interfering with the football operations of things. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. He wanted Tim Tebow. I know that was one of them that obviously was a joke um, that, that didn't work out for them. But, I mean, for the Jets, we played – I said it on pick a side. We played 17 games last year with the backup quarterback. Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, Mike White. Terrible quarterback play the entire season. We got – maybe two or three good games out of those whole 17 that you could look at and say, we got average to above average quarterback play outside of that. It was our defense carrying us week in and week out. And then early in the season, it was Brees Hall who was on pace to be offensive rookie of the year on pace for probably 1500 plus rushing yards. Once he got the full workload there. So the one thing the jets were missing, I know a lot of teams say that is being a quarterback away. But when you look at this team, the top five defense Garrett Wilson was top 15 in yards this season, had 1,100 yards as a rookie. Brees coming back off injury, signed Alan Lazard. He's a great wide receiver three. Elijah Moore as wide receiver two. He showed a lot as a rookie. Last season kind of fell out of things with uh, LaFleur, our offensive coordinator, wasn't getting as many targets as he deserved. Now with Aaron Rodgers there and Hackett, a new OC, I'm hoping that they could build a much better relationship than he had with LaFleur because he's an extremely talented player. Um, so I think the weapons are there. The offensive line needs some work, but defensively, that's what the Jets have held their hat on last season. Top five defense in the league go from the worst to one of the best. Now you bring one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I mean, I, I tweeted that it's not crazy to say the Jets are the second best team in the AFC. I'm giving the Chiefs all their flowers. The Bengals, without a doubt, deserve to be in there. They just lost both of their starting safeties. Both of their starting safeties, they did sign Orlando Brown, the offensive line. That's huge for them for sure. Um, but <laughs> If you think about all the other teams, the Jets beat the Bills last year with Zach Wilson. And I think they're definitely at least toe-to-toe with Miami, with the Chargers, uh, with the Ravens if they get Lamar back. So outside of the Chiefs and the Bengals, and even still I think the Bengals could really be a toss-up, this Jets team and the AFC, they can compete with anyone with Rodgers. 
I, I can agree with that. If they're, I, I don't mean, know about number two, but I can agree. I mean, well, top the, thing, three. the thing they have going, you have going for you, uh, Dells, is uh, the fact that all those teams you named, if your defense is as good as it was last year, you have a better defense than every team you just named. So that's one thing you, you have going for you. Um, yeah, I, I don't. It's tough because AFC is just so loaded, but loaded. but again, you do have that top dog with the Chiefs, and again, the rest of it is like okay, the Bengals, you know, uh, have been really good the past two years, but like you said, a lot, losing your starting safeties. I know they did sign Orlando Brown, but I mean, if you talk to a lot of Chiefs fans, they're not too upset about losing Orlando Brown. Uh, he he did, you know, you know, he's a big name, very good player, but you know, there there's definitely some inconsistency there when it comes to Orlando Brown. Um, so I, I don't, I don't think it's crazy to say. I really don't. I mean, we saw the big jump, obviously, with the quarterbacks that he named. They even had what's that one dude that came in for like half? A, yeah, he came in for half a game. I was like, man, this guy's kind of nice, but he was awful. <laughs> He's terrible. Nice, terrible. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's not crazy to say. Adam, give me, give me a, give me a con though. Give me a con of of a adding negative. here, Rogers. Yeah, negative. It's hard to really think of many. I mean, everybody wants to talk about teams? like. I know Cowboys fan Rudy. Who do you guys? Like? I'm Steelers. Chargers. Okay. Yeah, yeah you disrespected his Chargers, man. He said you're I mean, bench. we blew a 27 point lead. I don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, damn, you didn't even name the Jaguars. Did you say Jaguars? Didn't Calvin? Didn't Calvin Ridley? They're gonna have the, easy, the easiest uh, division. Shit. Um, one thing you know could be seen as a con, uh, Joel Howe. Confident are you in Aaron Rodgers when it comes to him playing in the biggest games? Because I, I would say, I would say in his last three, it's been a bit of a letdown. Going back to like three years or two years ago, you go to that um, the uh, conference championship game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I know the defense was a bit, you know, lackluster uh, uh, in that first half. Rodgers, you know, gets him in a position to where you're down eight on the goal line. You have the ball in your MVP's hands right there to score. He doesn't come through for you. Okay, fine. It's a game. Uh, the following year, you're playing against one of the most average starting quarterbacks when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo and that San Francisco 49ers team. And I know team game. I get it. But, you know, if you're a, at that point, he is a back-to-back -back MVP. You're coming through with 10 points at home in the biggest game of the season. I, I I just need and I respect Aaron Rodgers for a while. He was one of my favorite players to watch, but that's the one where he has got to play better than. And then just this past season, you have a winner go home game against the Detroit Lions last week of the season, a team he has owned for the entirety of his career. I'd like to see him play a little bit better than he did in those in those really big games. So I get the talents there. One of the most amazing throws of the football I've ever seen. But man, when it, these recent big games, I, I just—is that something that concerns you, or are you just like chalk it up to him being in, you know, not the most ideal situation? I hear you. It's definitely worth, you know, pausing about and having concerns about. But if you look at just his like totality in the playoffs, I'm talking 270 yards per game, he's got a was it 70 or uh, 45 to 13 touchdown interception ratio, a hundred passer rating. So while recently he's definitely not lived up to those standards, I think you could look at them. And if you want to paint it positively for Jets fans, 
last season he didn't have any weapons or he didn't excuse me not any weapons because Christian Watson came to be a good player and Aaron Jones but didn't have Devontae Adams didn't have that number one guy seasons before that the defense wasn't great and that game in the goal line should have went for it on fourth down and instead the floor kicks a field goal down eight or whatever it was right instead of going for it on fourth down so you know if they go for it who knows if they get it or not but I understand because I was saying the same thing after that Niners game uh, last season, or I guess two two football seasons ago at this point, because they're at home. You were the one seed. You had the bye. You had the Niners coming into your own territory. It's Lambeau. It's snowing. The Niners should be at a disadvantage here. And they didn't put up any points, right? Like, they did nothing. I think uh, – was the only points special teams? Am I remember that correctly, or it was like a first yeah, right, drive yeah. touchdown? Right, it was something weird that they they barely scored any offensive points. But neither so, did the the Niners. For sure, it was one of the teams only scored like uh, it was, it was the a kick return or punt or something block weird. for it was yeah. to win the game, was right? That it? it was fire. Yeah, it yeah. was an AJ Dillon six yard run. That was, was their and that was their only touchdown on the opening drive, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, I I hear you. Um, but I just think this, honestly, is probably the best team, complete team Aaron Rodgers has had over this last three, four-year stretch. If you, if we're expecting the Jets' defense to be as good as it was last year, and things change a lot defensively in terms of year-to-year in the NFL because of injuries, just consistent play, it's hard to be great two years in a row. But if we can expect the Jets' defense to be top three like it was last season – on top of having the Garrett Wilsons and the Brees Halls offensively, I think you could look at this Jets team and say this is probably the most complete team he's had comparative to the last three years he had in Green Bay. Yeah, and alluding – go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say I'm definitely of the camp that the whole Aaron Rodgers can't perform in the playoffs thing is just completely overblown. Um, the last game was disappointing, of course, with the Green Bay-San Francisco game, but – He's a guy that's competed in a lot of games, played in a lot of – he's lost a lot of games in the playoffs, but a lot of them have been shootouts where he's losing like 30 to 30-something. And, you know, it, like you said, the Tampa Bay game, he didn't clutch it out. But, I mean, how much more do you want to ask for this guy? Three touchdowns, one interception, 350 yards. I I can't fault my quarterback when he does that in the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, this could be – if the Jets are similar to last year, this could be maybe the second best defense he's ever played with in his career because he's had some terrible defenses in Green Bay. Um, well, so, yeah, I don't think there's a lot of negatives. I feel like the biggest – there's no negatives to bringing him – not many negatives to bringing him in. Um, to me, the only negatives is just, you know, you're in the AFC. And his age. AFC, you're in a division. That's what I'm saying. Like, age. That's what I'm saying. Like, it could be one year. That's the biggest con to me is it could be one year and this time next yeah. year the Jets are sitting here and saying we need to find a quarterback again. That's the biggest con. In the sure. Broncos situation, like, is the other question. I mean, I got a top uh, pick over there. Yeah, I don't think – I think it will end up being a bunch of a picks. second round pick this year and then I think next year could be a conditional pick where it's like – It'll be a third round pick if Rodgers gets you to the playoffs at the second round. If it's a Super Bowl, it's a first round, something or a first round pick, something like that. That this year will be a second, and then next year's will be conditional, uh, depending on either how he plays or if he plays again in 2024. If he's back for the 2024 season, I could see the Jets saying, okay, we'd be comfortable giving up a first and second round pick knowing we have him for two years. They have to be asking him that. I mean, that you want to know that, obviously. Yeah. I mean, you know, with his age and, you know, how physical the game is, something could happen. But you feel like they could do a pretty good job of protecting him. 
And the other thing I wanted to allude to is, and we're talking about the offense and, you know, how much of an improvement it is. Like, in those games, those playoff games, he was just wanting to target Devontae Adams damn near every time. I don't think he has All to do that. Yeah, yeah, and I think you can look around the field and trust. Like, you, they brought in Lazard. Now you got, you got Garrett Wilson. Brees Hall comes back healthy. You got arguably, you know, one of the top ten in the league. So that offense is, is damn near complete. I think he completes it, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, that was just their yeah. biggest weakness last year was yeah. that quarterback position. And, and we saw how many wins they got. Yeah. It was tough because I, I remember, you know, preseason, you know, I was obviously been watching for a long time, but you said, I just want to see us in the uh, in in the hunt. In the hunt, yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, we all know about the clip where Drew said, you know. <laughs> oh, over five. Yeah. But, <laughs> the legendary on five clip. Yeah. It's just tough. I feel like the bounce back is going to be crazy this year. I'm a Rodgers believer, but, uh, you know, we, we just got to wait and see. Yeah. I think the biggest question outside of, uh, you know, him not staying for longer than a year is just how this offensive line is going to hold up. Uh, you have Beckton coming off injury. ABT's coming off injury too, but he's great. Dwayne Brown's returning, but he's like fucking 40 years old. So, uh, and Connor McGovern, our center's a free agent still. So there's still some questions on the offensive line. Um, but you also have to think that having a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, who is as smart as him, um, could process as well as him, you think that should, you know, cover up some of those holes on the offensive line if he's getting the ball out quick enough. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has pretty consistently avoided injuries pretty well throughout his career. I, I don't expect that to happen now It's now that he's in New York. Yeah, and this is the biggest quarterback gap from what they were had last year the arguably ever you know you if i haven't watched the film yet myself i, I want to but I, i'm sure it's like a time thing where zach wilson actually had time but he wasn't quick enough or making a read or he's overthrowing like we saw over and over again that's going to be obviously not happening anymore so you're going to be able to move the, the ball down the field quicker and be more efficient yep. so I'm, I'm excited man i was the only one excited to watch the jets football last year and y'all laughing at me <laughs> No, yeah, we were laughing at you when you were high on uh, Zach Wilson. That's what we were laughing at you. I wasn't alone, man. I wasn't alone. <laughs> Definitely were not. Definitely weren't alone. Well, the difference is you're not a Jets fan. So, you know, that's, that's where. Also, I, I do feel like Jets fans were the only ones high on Zach Wilson. Not yeah. all of them. Not all uh, of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it's good. Good for, good for you guys. Happy. We got, like I said, got to wait and see. Let's talk about this other team, man. The Panthers. They made a big trade. There's a question on who they, we think they're going to draft. There's question marks on who is the best quarterback in the draft class. We clearly think after they brought in Frank Reich and they need their quarterback. Or, I mean, who should they take? I'm a, I've been an Anthony Richardson guy, but I think taking him at number one is a reach, obviously. C.J. Stroud looks like the guy yeah. to me. I'm a Personally, I'm just watching this guy, his – all the big games he's played in, the poise he showed in the biggest games. I'm personally a Bryce Young guy. I get the concerns when it comes to his size, his durability. When obviously you look like a guy who look like look at a guy in Arizona in Kyler Murray, who I think is bigger, and he can't seem to avoid those injuries. I, I'm just not gonna and maybe I'm dumb to do that, but I'm just not going to predict that, okay, well, this guy's going to be hurt coming into the league. I'm, I'm going to trust his ability to stay, his ability to stay healthy. I'm going to trust in his ability. He's shown me the most poise out of any of these quarterbacks. He's played in the biggest games out of any of these quarterbacks. He's, he's been there. He's done that. And I just get surprised when I watch 
Bryce Young in these big Alabama games because I'm like, man, this dude like looks cool. He looks calm. He looks collected, mm-hmm. and I, I trust his ability the most. And I, I know they're I, last report I read they're pretty locked in on C.J. Stroud. I think that's who they should take, man. Think so? I really do. I mean, Adam, you're a part-time Panthers fan. I mean, what what, what are you thinking? <laughs> part-time Panthers fan. Um, I. It seems like Stroud's the move. I don't really know what you go. Um, I was really hoping that somehow Anthony Richardson would end up there. I love the idea of, you know, this is the team that had Cam Newton, and we get the guy coming in that's kind of you know maybe the prototype, the the next Cam Newton look. Uh, the athleticism wise, it's somebody he looks up to. But Stroud's probably the guy that's ready to go now. And if you look at what they're doing in Carolina, if you're following what's going on, they are putting, they are making all the right moves. There's none of these moves they make where you go like, oh, what are they doing? They're bringing in good coaches. They're bringing in a great staff, almost completely overhauling it from the head coach to the the guys behind them. And all those positions look fantastic. Uh, they're making a lot of good signings, uh, bring in new people. I saw they got Hayden Hurst the other day. Um it is unfortunate they lost DJ Moore. They're going to have to figure out how to make that gap up there and get him a number one receiver, whoever they're bringing in. But it's a team that I really do think with a solid quarterback play can be competitive. Uh, divisions wide open. Your biggest competition is Derek Carr and the Saints, which could be, you know, flip of a coin, whether they're good or not. And I think Stroud is probably the best bet if you're saying, hey, we want to start competing this year, keep going forward and, he looks more ready than Bryce Young does to me. And of course, more ready than Anthony Richardson. And the biggest thing for any prospect is landing spot and the coaching staff. Like there's a reason why Zach Wilson maybe didn't work out, right? Zach Wilson, the player probably isn't great, but if Zach Wilson goes to San Francisco with Shanahan, it probably looks a little bit different than it does in New York. Right. So I think whichever quarterback knows goes number one with that, that coaching staff, veterans everywhere, guys that know how to get it done. Um, I'm going to be high on them regardless. I, it does feel like Stroud's the guy. Historically, Frank Reich has loved his guys that are 6'3", 6'4", pocket quarterbacks who, you know, that's really where they excel. And that's C.J. Stroud's game. I think he's by far the most accurate quarterback in this class, especially in terms of throwing from the pocket. Bryce Young just has that ability that, can't really be teached. He's like a magician in the pocket, the way he get in and out, the way he can make guys miss. And Kyler Murray's definitely bigger than him. Um, side, like height-wise, they're about the same, but Kyler's definitely more stocky, I yeah. would say, um, and more athletic. I don't think Bryce is the same athlete Kyler is. I think once he gets out in space, he's different. But Bryce Young, in terms of behind the line of scrimmage, once he gets that ball, and even though he's under six foot tall, he still sees over the middle of the field pretty well for his height, I think. And he's playing at Alabama and the SEC, you know, doing it against NFL guys. So I think you should feel really strong about that. I am an Anthony Richardson guy, too. I have a Florida shirt on right now. It's where my girl went to college. So I've been banging for Anthony Richardson to go number one since the start of the season. Like, this is the low-key guy you guys should be paying attention to. And I think if he ended up in Carolina, that would be great for him. Going with Frank Reich would be, I think, the dream come true. Someone that knows how to develop a quarterback. Um, I do think it's still a bit of a stretch, though, because he is a developmental guy. They did sign a quarterback. I'm blanking on who they signed. They signed a backup veteran in the last couple oh, of days. Right. Um, who was I don't it? remember who it was. It wasn't Brissett. He went somewhere else. He went to Washington. He went to Washington, Washington yeah. Which I love that move. They signed, a, they signed a vet that could start if they did want to draft Richardson. Um, 
But I also am under the belief that it will be Stroud. I think Bryce Young is the best quarterback in this class. It was Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. That's yeah. mid. Not, not great, but he started last Just year. Just brought in Miles Sanders, too. Yeah, Dalton's oh, not yeah. bad, honestly. Dalton's, Dalton's okay. He really Can is okay. Can you stop, please? He's fine. No, that's a solid backup quarterback. Like, I don't if know he's why your that's... backup he's a... quarterback, you probably have the best backup quarterback in the league. I mean, One of the better ones, yeah. for sure. I don't want to see yeah. that man play at all. That's... <laughs> it should be the rookie, whoever Damn. it's going to be. But we do see, like, historically, if you don't have to start week one, it's probably in your best interest to not start week one and sit for a bit of time, learn behind that quarterback, kind of see the ins and outs week to week of the NFL. Okay, Sunday's game day. Monday, we're the day off. Tuesday is film. Wednesday is practice. Thursday, you know, kind of just getting used to the cycle of what it is comparative to college where it's obviously like you're going to class and shit during the week. Now it's strictly football and it's game plan installation and filming all of this. So I think it'll be helpful regardless Um, in terms of who I would predict it's CJ Stroud. And I know there's rumors out there that the, uh, the Panthers are interested in not uh, or in trading the number one pick. They're not set on who their quarterback is. I think that's mostly the NFL kind of saying, don't leak the pick. Like the NFL never wants the number one overall pick to everyone to be known, right? They want it to be a secret. So there's anticipation up to draft day. So I think that's what it is more than anything, or or maybe they think they could bait Houston into moving from two to one, like, Oh, Houston really wants Bryce young. They might take him. Maybe we could extra second round pick or something like that. Um, But I think whatever quarterback goes there is going to be in good hands because the coaching staff is great. Weapons have to come along, but I think coaching staff is most important. Another uh, interesting thing to look at is whoever gets drafted there gets to work with a first-time quarterback coach, or I guess first-time NFL coach, Josh McCown. Yeah, yeah. Nice. He was getting head coaching looks last year. The Texans. Yeah. I guess it was just the yeah. Texans. But. <laughs> look. No, yeah. He got a look. I, I love the moves they've made. It's been – I mean, it felt like there was weeks there where it was like every time something came up Panthers-wise, it was just like – they added them. They added them. D'Angelo Hall. They brought him in to uh, be a defensive backs coach. That's on. Yeah, they have a really cool coaching staff. That's dope. They their, do. They have a very and, cool coaching staff. Yeah, their defense is looking ready. To, you know, mm-hmm. I just think that whoever they bring in, just 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 play him immediately. In my opinion, in that yeah, situation, Adam, I was going to bring that up, Adam. Whenever you were asking me about how I'm more proponent of that side, with you know, starting a guy from day one, this is one of those scenarios where you bring in your guy, just start him day one. Because you know what you're getting I with Andy Dalton. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd rather him learn whoever they get Especially learn under like a Stroud. Case Keenum or something like that, you know, rather than a fraudulent Andy Dalton. Like, If it was like Anthony Richardson, I kind of get the idea of, hey, maybe we should sit him for a little bit. But couple Stroud, games. I think you throw right out there. And, and there's no tanking yeah. with Carolina. They traded that 2024 first. So it's not like you could sit and wait or, you know, if, if the rookie starts or the vet starts off struggling, like they're going to want to win games this season. And I think, like you mentioned, in a really weak division, worst case scenario, I, I can't imagine them losing or winning less than like five or six games. I mean, defense. yeah, last few weeks of the of the regular season, we were Adam kept saying, hey, don't sleep, don't sleep, you know. They Shit were, show of a division were, and they, they almost – They were a game away from winning it. That last game versus the Bucs was yeah. a clincher. I mean, I don't know how it would look this year. The the Bucks brought in Baker Mayfield. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, he could <laughs> no. be all right. We'll see. No, I thought you were a Baker guy. He's a Baker guy because he came to Carolina. He's fine. <laughs> how are you a part time? I mean, he, how that happened? I liked. I I grew up in uh, Charlotte. Gotcha. Okay. 
So I was been to a lot of the games. They're probably my second or third team, probably second team, I would say. Yeah. Well, we're gonna have to wait and see. Can't wait for draft night. I'm. Yeah, man. I think hey, this uh, is the first time I'm gonna sit through and watch the whole first round because usually I get bored and I'm like, let me just watch on my phone. It's always the first round I watch, and then like the rest of it, I'm like, all right, I'll check my. Yeah. Phone. I'm gonna watch every round. <laughs> I'll check my phone. Um, I'm gonna make that homework. Uh, I gotta watch every round this year. Dells, you gotta get up out of here. Uh, I could do one more topic, and I'll have to peace out. Cool, cool. Did you have something for him, or you? I gotta no, pick a good one. Oh, okay, okay. All right, then let me let me pick a big one. Then uh, shoot, <laughs> we got. Title contenders. Which one do you want to do? Because I gave you the list, Dose. Um, I don't care. We got the title contenders one. We kind of talked about all these teams, though. Jimmy yeah. G. Um, we did the Panthers. So, yeah, I guess it's really just between the uh, Jimmy G and Eckler one, whichever one you guys want to want to do. Let's do let's do Austin Eckler. So not finishing with a bang, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stay on for a little bit after. So Austin Eckler, man, what how are you feeling, bro? Your your guy. Um, I love I, I love what Austin Eckler has given to us as in his Chargers career. He's a guy we kind of discovered, undrafted, I believe, out of Western Colorado State. Just yeah, we, we, yeah, cool. we, we discovered <laughs> him, and it was an amazing signing. And for years, I was just you know clamoring to people about just how good this guy is. And in my opinion, for the past few years. One of the things I loved about it is I've said he's the best, like dollar for dollar, the best running back in the league because we've had him on such an amazing deal that I, I believe he was giving us the most bang for a buck versus like an Ezekiel Elliott who's costing fifteen million a year. But you're being specific right there. I mean, he's not the best. That, that's why. Oh, I but I know what you said. Okay, sorry, I misheard that part. Okay. I had to. Um, but yeah, so, but that that's when you know everything changes. Where we're at now is the fact that okay, he. Once that raise, you know, well-deserved. You just look at him statistically, 40 touchdowns over the last couple of years. I, I don't, I'm not upset with the guy for wanting to get his money, but where the Chargers part ways is like, okay, well, you've never had a thousand yard rushing season. Um, when we're up big in games, we have never for since Melvin Gordon, honestly, we've never had the type of offense to where we can like, all right, well, let's just pound the rock, kill some clock and uh, just, I've seen it several times like when I'm watching Eagles in big games and big playoff games, they can just like keep running the ball just because that O-line is amazing and you have Jalen Hurts giving you that running ability. You have that turnstile, that running back, just one Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Gainwell. They just cycle through it, and we've just never had that, and mostly because Austin Eckler just doesn't offer you elite rushing ability. He offers you elite pass-catching ability and solid running ability when he find, when there's a crease in the defense – he can burst through that thing. He has breakaway speed, but I don't know if y'all been paying attention to these running back deals. But these boys are going for cheap, so mm. I don't. I don't know how mm -hmm. you know if if you know that's what he was wanting about a week ago. I don't know if it's gonna be like all right. Well, you know, I tested the market, and <laughs> you know, now I'm back. You know, I I, I could see a scenario like that happening, but it, it's it's a scenario where I can understand both sides. I get the Chargers not wanting to, you know, pay a Oh, let's be real, a, a limited running back, you know, a boatload of money versus, you know, but I'm also siding with Austin Eckler because I've been, you know, making pennies for him when it comes to his compared to his production. And I feel like I deserve a raise. So I completely I, I completely understand both sides. Honestly, I'm shocked to hear you say limited. 
and him I in mean, the same I, I, if, I'm, yes. if I'm talking about yeah. a running back who has never had a 1,000 yard rushing season and he's been the featured back for the past I believe three seasons he's probably limited and that doesn't mean he's bad but he's limited I mean I agree with I you. mean what would you say there's two guys in the NFL at the running back position that are really worth paying for like Henry and McCaffrey and then after that, I mean, is Jonathan there anybody Taylor. that's really worth the money? No. Jonathan Taylor's up there for sure. Nick Chubb? Chubb's up there. Chubb uh, doesn't get the passing work, but he's yeah. arguable. That's just, I think that's just the He's not Henry or McCaffrey than. to me. No, but he's he's probably – it might be third. Yeah, no, he absolutely he is, is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think Brees will get there if he's healthy. What he showed us last year, being able to catch and run out of the backfield, like he he had multiple games of like he had the obviously crazy catch against Miami uh, that went like seventy five yards or whatever. Just went down to one. Then he had the game after seventy yard rushing touchdown against Denver. So he's someone I think that could be in that conversation. For Eckler, he's been a touchdown merchant these last couple of seasons, like a fantasy football god. He's been ridiculous. But I do hear what you're saying because especially when you look at that playoff game, like you guys couldn't run the ball at all. And it wasn't just Eckler. It was whatever running back you had back there were not efficient. We're not able to get really anything going. Against the Jaguars defense, you would expect to be able to do something, especially with that large of a lead. Um, in terms of pain running backs, they gave him a contract, I want to say. Like this, he's not like a rookie deal or anything. Like he got a contract. Yeah, he got a contract. Now he's he's in his last year of his deal. I just think he's going to have a hard time finding a market because – First, you're going to have to go out and trade a draft pick for him. And realistically, I don't think a team is giving up more than a fourth, that absolute most for him. Then you have to pay him. So you're going to have to give up draft capital and you know part of your salary cap to a running back. And you see some of these deals, like, don't get me wrong, he is without a doubt better than David Montgomery and Jamal Williams and all these guys. But these are serviceable running backs. Jamal Williams got like $3 million, and David yeah. Montgomery is getting like $6 million a year. So I don't know what Eckler is expecting to get. But I find it hard to believe that a team is going to go out, trade some draft picks, plus pay him. Um, if they do, it feels like a team that maybe thinks their Super Bowl window is right now within the next two years. Maybe a team like Buffalo, who's been searching for a running back, um, even though they just drafted him on the second round last season. But outside of that, it's hard to find a spot for Eckler that would make sense for a front office to get together and say, oh, this makes sense because – you know, giving yeah. up the draft capital and we, especially this draft class that has so many running backs in it. It's hard to, to really sit down and, and, and see how that's going to make sense for a team. Yeah. So he did, he's on, he's not on his rookie deal. He signed a, he's on the last year of a four year, $24 million dollar deal. So he was getting six a, six year, a year and that's about where the market still is. He, he signed that. He he signed that yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you've been paying attention to these contracts that's been coming out, Jamal Williams, uh, Montgomery, like Joel said, like these are like service more than serviceable running backs, and I I can definitely see a scenario where Austin Eckler, you know, we gave him permission to seek a trade. I could definitely see a scenario where he's like, okay, well, I didn't like what I see, want to want to take me back, and I feel like it's still on somewhat good terms. So I don't I don't think that's completely out of the realm of possibility. But again, seems it, like he it, loves the Chargers. Yeah, I think he, so. Yeah, he's the number one guy over there. You know, again, but. I I get it though, because like. He's making six million a year. He's giving you forty touchdowns over the last two years, bro. I deserve a raise. I feel you, but we ain't, we ain't got it, man. We we Especially just we we we, we broke we broke right now. We we don't got yeah, much. Well, didn't y'all create some cap space with Khalil Mack? We did. We re restructured uh, Mack, Bosa, Williams, and Allen. 
But I mean, we, I thought y'all cut Mac. No, that's those reports no. were BS, oh. bro. Like, <laughs> Sorry, my bad. I I did. We on pick a side. We did like winners and losers. I had the Chargers won the losers this offseason so far because. And the AFC with all these dogs, all of these teams, right? You have to cl- yeah. start closing that gap. And right now, it's—I don't know what the Chargers are really going to do to close that gap. I get it because we were—we made our splash moves last offseason. So, like That's bringing in Khalil Mack, our big free agent mm-hmm. signing, J.C. Jackson. Jackson played four games, was out for the year. Potential—it was a career-threatening injury. So, pray to God that he's okay. But again, J.C. Jackson is somebody we just didn't see too much this this whole season bringing in Khalil Mack. We didn't see Khalil Mack to the best of his ability because we didn't have Joey Bosa for most of the season. That was one of the things I was love. I was like, damn, I'm getting to see Mack and I get to see Bosa on one side. Excuse me. I saw them for two games. They led the league in pressures and Bosa was out for a long time. And that's just, so our two big splash moves just didn't really get to see. So, and again, the money's just running thin um, but no, I mean, I, I can't blame you, I guess, especially when our biggest moves is, you know, re-signing Morgan Fox, who was a very <laughs> underrated defensive lineman for us, bringing in Eric Kendrick. So I, I get it because when you just look at the landscape of the AFC, these teams are getting tough out here. Aaron or Aaron Rodgers potentially making a move over to the to the conference. It seems like every freaking elite quarterback is in the AFC. And I, I get yep. it. I'm, I'm not, you know, too mad about you calling us losers. And you got so, Herbert on a rookie deal. Like this not, is not the for time long. You not have for to long. go for it. Yeah. exactly. So That's last year, like you have uh, one, one or two, or you have a fifth year option yeah. where he's getting like I don't know, 25 mil yeah. or whatever. But after that, it's going to be 40 yeah. plus million, and you know the cap space gets even tighter. Yeah. yeah it's going to be interesting for you guys. I mean, at the minimum, you still got Herbert. Like you just said, so you always be in it. I trust, trust, trust him, my guy, man. I trust him, my guy. I was, I was looking at it. Eckler's fourteenth pay wise at running back. Yeah, that's. That, I, I get it. I I understand him wanting a raise. I who's, completely who's understand. Who's a few names ahead of him? Uh, you have that just ahead of him by you know fraction of a mill is Naeem Hines. Oh Miles Sanders is getting paid more than him. James Conner, he Saquon, just got a Josh Jacobs. Yeah, Tony Pollard, Joe Mixon. Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, Kamara, yeah. and McCaffrey. So I was Josh saying, Jacobs there's like clears. four guys he should definitely get paid more than. Yeah. But once Saquon, because Saquon's yeah. on that franchise tag of what ten million or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, he should be getting paid more than fucking Naeem Hines. What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah that, that, what? The, I <laughs> like Naeem Hines, but come on now, <laughs> who gave him? <laughs> you move him up, move him up maybe three spots. You know, he's he's better than James Conner, but he's not as good as Saquon Barkley. That puts him at like the ninth highest paid running back in the league. Fair. Josh Jacobs clears too. Looking at the pay, like comparing them, Tony Pollard or Austin Eckler, like what running back would you rather have going forward? Is that a crazy question to ask? Pollard. Pollard. Really? Pollard has shown some like elite flashes. Like he has. Yeah. yeah. He's got a thousand yard season, which is something Eckler can't say. Yeah, Yeah. and I don't even think he's gotten the majority of the carries yet. Still. Uh, Hopefully, he comes back fully ready. yeah, all three of them are on franchise tags. To be fair, though, Pollard, Jacobs, and Barkley. Facts. That's ten million. Love me some Josh Jacobs, man. Love that I guy. No, when that? What? What? What is this? Why do you keep trying to do this? With I like Josh Josh Jacobs. What do you mean? You, every time you like, oh, Josh Jacobs is way better than Eckler. Why? Why? Why you keep saying that? <laughs> I just was. I feel like you were Start just out on him, and I was. I the Raiders were out on him. They declined his fifth year yeah. option. <laughs> It's a fact. And he had an amazing was season. That? Shout out to him. But let's not act like he was this, has always been this amazing running back. 
He had a very good season. Well, he was good last year too. I mean, the year before. He's always statistically good, I would say. Yeah. Well, I think it was a, like a late, you know, end of the season run that he went on, but like leading into this season, that's what I was going off of. Yeah. All right, though. I mean, we can do. We can end the topic there. Uh, Joe, how you feeling on? Feeling good, man. On the on the time, so, we're good, or? Uh, yeah, I'm a I'm gonna have to bounce soon. Oh. This is the last topic. Oh, so are done so with the topic, good. or you can do one more? You're saying? Uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm gonna have to do. It. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. we appreciate having you oh, on, good, bro. Pre- yeah, man. Yeah, I was gonna say, I appreciate you, you guys having out. me. Yeah, I'm so, gonna give a round of applause for you over here. Uh, here we go. That's a good way to end it. Oh, Appreciate it, fellas. And congrats, I see episode 97. Got 100 coming up. It's big for time. Sure, for sure. Yeah, man. We're hoping for Mr. Moran for a number 100. That'd be very tough. You got to help us out. Remind right. him for me. Remind him. <laughs> I got you. I'm when, when, when can we expect the next Pick a Side uh, episode? We're recording tomorrow night. Tomorrow? Basketball. Oh, dope. Yes, okay. okay. I'll try to get in right, that fellas. line. All right, bro. You have a yeah, good night, man. It's been a man. pleasure. See you, man. Peace. All right, so we hey, had Mr. Jason. Uh, you oh, got yeah. your boys on TV? No, I don't know why he doesn't. Oh, my bad. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> getting Houston's close. Play, it's close. Yeah, it's yeah. like a five-point game. TNT. Or, like we're up nine now. Let me nine. get that okay. going. Get that going. I was. I looked at the halftime line. We were like, uh, I think like twelve and a half point favorites. I was thinking about it. Still at halftime? No, <laughs> it's like ten minutes in. What are we doing here? Where are we at? No, like y'all were twelve and a half point favorites at halftime. Yeah, we we open like, we open at like three? nineteen yeah. twenty. All right, so yeah. what what topics do we want to do? I ain't gonna lie, that Jimmy G topic is ass, bro. Okay, we'll yeah, skip I don't that care one. about that at all. <laughs> no one thinks they're having a winning season. I'm sure he does. But... I do you? I mean, I, I'm, I, no, I, I, no, I only ask. I only. I mean, let's show some respect with the topic line. I, I, I only said it because, and I'll just say this: he has, he's a winning quarterback. His career yeah. record is winning. He got okay. Devontae Adams, arguably the number one receiver in the NFL, arguably. And he has, got, he has been in a situation to where last picks in the draft have outperformed him. He's been, you know what? In, he's been in an amazing situation. You look at just the Oakland Raiders, or sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders as a whole. They're, they are a team who have, to this point, have gotten worse. They got worse at the quarterback position. Um, Devontae Adams seems to be a bit unhappy because apparently Josh McDaniels just isn't the move at the head coach position, but that's, you know, they prioritize him over Derek Carr. That defense still isn't very good. Um, you lose Darren Waller. I get he was in and out of the lineup, but that's he was one of your better players. Okay, just okay. P- just please trust Jimmy G to say, take you to the promised land. Please do. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. Before we have this discussion, like, do what do you do? You think they can be a winning team? I think they can you get think, nine well, wins. What was their record last year? They finished with like eight wins. I think eight or seven. They're not going to be they better. Finish with we'll see, five man. wins this season, maybe four. You got a top. 10 running back back there. You got a top three wide receiver in there. The defense could show improvements. They were they had a stretch of like four or five games where they were a top five defense. So they showed some, you know, some moments. But, you know, Jimmy G, I think Raiders fans, from what I've seen, they're not like, they're not they're overly Raiders, upset. They're Raider fans, bro. They're going to ride for And this is why I thought, like, man, they jerseys. might hate this and they might be really down and out. But they seem, you know. 
No, Raider yeah. fans love whoever is on their team. They will ride for whoever is on their wearing the silver and black. So that but, does not move me at all. I feel you, but ultimately this is a prove a year. I will say it. Prove it year for Jimmy G. Let's see if he can, if he's really bought it. I'm not saying get to the Super Bowl. I'm saying let's see if they can have a winning season. And that's it. Okay. All right. Should we should we save, you know, Cowboys for one when he's back next yeah, week? Yeah, I miss a good Cowboys one. Yeah, I didn't even know we had one. Well, I kind of threw it in there because I figured someone would bring it up. It. Uh, I like the I like the trade for Stephon Gilmore, Gilmore and I'm yeah. good ridden Zeke. Sorry, bro. Good ridden. Yeah, you back here, so yeah. Disrespectful. <laughs> and um, good Tony Big Tony, he's he's the guy, and our backup. Yeah, we were. The third string we guy we had was good. Other ch- oh, you could. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. We were talking about it in our other chat, like how long do we give Juan until he turns on Zeke? Until it's like the because this is the thing Juan does with every single Cowboys player when they're on the Cowboys like like especially like Amari Cooper he did it Um, who was the other big one Uh, Randy Gregory the DN Randy yeah the DN there's a few guys like that when they are on the Cowboys they're a top five player they're one of the best players in the league they're dominating their position and then the second they leave it's like yeah we didn't really need him anyway he was kind of going downhill he wasn't that good anymore. He's not that good. Once, you know, yeah. I'd have been fine with <laughs> also letting special. with Michael Gallup go too, but you know, I mean, yeah, he just can't stay on the field. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, ultimately we'll, we'll we'll dive in deeper once we get more, you know, into the into the off season, see what moves happen. So uh, yeah. let's go ahead and just go to the trivia. I mean, we did talk about contenders. Do we want to talk the title contenders? Or? Yeah. The biggest weakness for the Bucks, we saw it's going to be health, yeah. right? Chris Middleton's health specifically. It's health, and then for the Sixers, yeah. it's good. to me, it's Doc Rivers. I need y'all to respect James Harden. It's Doc Rivers, and the role players. Biggest yeah, I was going to say role players. Yeah. Big, the biggest weakness. I believe, in, I believe in Embiid come playoff time. He's going to get his 30, 40 points a game. I I do believe in Harden come playoff time. He's going to do what he's got to. But after that, I don't believe in any single person. Any person on that team. You don't believe in playoff PJ Tucker? <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't even believe in him anymore, PJ bro. Jesus. I don't even believe in him. Don't believe in Maxi. Whoever else is there? I believe in Maxi. I believe in Maxi. I don't believe in Maxi. I think they have a really good depth defending on the wing. They have good length and stuff. But ultimately, it's Doc Rivers. Can you adjust? Make adjustments. I don't need to see him beat out there for fucking 46 minutes, bro. You got to be able to y'all go sign somebody or figure out how to play with him off the floor for 10 minutes a game so he can get some rest. And if they fold again, guess what? I'm doing what I do every year. Every time a Doc Rivers team loses, I'm bringing up that tweet that I tweeted back in like 2012 about like how why is this guy so overhyped? He didn't take the Clippers any farther than Vinny Del Negro did. I'm doing it again. He took him further. No, he did not. They got second to the round. Second round, damn. They didn't. They did not go to the conference finals. Hey, until. believe me, I know all about that. <laughs> all about it. So our right, next team I had on there was the Cavs, just because the Bucks. The Cavs' biggest weakness to me depth. Depth. Yeah. Star I, power to me. I just think Donovan Mitchell's good in the playoffs, but after that, I don't really look at anybody else as a superstar there or a star player. Garland's. He's a star. Just haven't seen him in those scenarios. Yeah, so no, we haven't. I, I was hoping I he would get playoff. He's I was, approaching it. Yeah. yeah, I was hoping Garland would get playoff experience last year. Unfortunately, they, you know, <laughs> Allen missed a playing game and they didn't weren't able to win that game. 
But even like the other night when the Cavs played the Sixers, like that was a close game. But with Jared Allen on the bench, I think even if he comes into that game, like if he if he play, I still think it's the same result. Like defensively, there's not much you can do with Embiid, and he's not going to offer too much offensively. Yeah. So I'd still give them the edge on that. You trust? How much do you trust their scoring outside of Donovan Mitchell, and I guess Garland to an extent? Those two guys can get you twenty for sure. After that, Mobley's going to be inexperienced. Allen's going to have to rely on him rolling, and they can get him, you know, ten points, and he can get ten and twelve. Yeah. But if you're relying on Karis LeVert, it, I mean Isaac Okoro, who's been shooting better, but he's not going to be a guy that can go off the dribble and. No, they can. I think they can easily be easily be game plan for. But if Mitchell is going off and Garland is going off, that can be a problem. Big problem. And then uh, for the Celtics, it's I guess health with Robert Williams and health Marcus Smart's been Williams. getting cooked, like we said. So and they kind of give me like twenty seventeen eighteen Rockets vibes where they're just chucking up so many yes, threes dude. to their detriment mm-hmm. sometimes because it's like they'll be up in games and that's still all what they want to do and. That's why you see them blow the leads that they do because they just – it feels like they never know when to just slow the game down and yeah. just take it easy, and I'm, I'm sure that's a problem. You That was probably frustrating for you, you know, watching those Rockets teams back in the day back in the day when just like that's all they wanted to do seemingly. Yeah, they could have a damn good half-court offense if they can figure out how to do it. Yeah. Is anybody concerned about Tatum come playoffs? Just because of that no. last time we saw him in the playoffs, it wasn't great. But playoffs, he was fine. It was the finals. It was the, yeah, it was the finals. It was the yeah. finals. I mean, granted, that's where you know you don't want to have your worst series, but you know it was the last series of the entire playoffs. Outside of that, I feel like he played amazing in you know round one mm-hmm. and uh, the following rounds. After I, I think Tatum played really well. I think that was just, that's just going to be kind of like a growing pain for him, you know, having to yeah. you know, deal with embarrassment at the highest level, you know, not showing up at, at the at, on the biggest stage. I think he'll use that as, you know, a fuel to get better. And I think one of the things that doesn't get brought up for as far as, like, defending Tatum, like the Warriors were really the only team who could dedicate to, you know, a damn good defender in Wiggins and then someone coming off the bench and uh, Otto Porter Jr., and then Gary Payton, those are three guys that they don't have to worry about spending too much energy on offense. Wiggins was doing it, but those three guys could just lock in defensively. There was only, there's not another team in the league that can really do that. Like you could say the Bucks, but Giannis, we've never seen him guard the best player on the floor in any series for like a, a full game. Yeah. So we know they're not going to do that. They're going to throw Jay Crowder on him. They're going to have Middleton on him. They're going to have yeah. uh, Connaughton on him. Portis, and, if they, if yeah, it's maybe it's Bobby Portis. Body. So... That's one of the reasons why Tatum was never a good series because they were on his ass, like forcing turnovers. I mean, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was pretty much. I was going to say the one negative I could see, like you're talking about people throwing bodies at them, is if they were somehow to get matched up with Toronto. To me, that's a team that could really throw people at Jason Tatum, like guy after guy to defend him. Yeah. I just don't, they can't keep up offensively to me, but they could win a they game. They do have guys to mess with Tatum. They can win a game, I think. But uh, over out west, uh, the teams were the Suns, and it's going to be – look, I know that adding Kevin Durant is easy, but we – you for any team, you just got to say, like, it takes time to really yeah. get a flow. And I think that could be the problem. I think DeAndre Aiden, I say it every year, 
Did y'all see the end of the game the other night? I don't know who. I don't remember who they were playing, but this guy couldn't score in the paint. Like he, he had like does, he man. went for like oh for six or seven like in the paint versus. I don't even remember who they're playing, but I just don't trust him and his motor. Chris Paul just looked mid as hell. So you're gonna be heavy relying on Booker and Durant. So and I'm not sleeping on their bench because the Kogi's been good. Yeah, he's and, been. Um, what's his name? Uh, Tory the- Tory Craig. They're just not a high seed either. So like, there's there's a scenario that like if they were playing a, a good matchup that you can figure it out with Durant and Booker in the first round and still get by somebody. But they might have to figure it out against like the Clippers, which that's not a kind of team you want to be playing where you're still trying to figure out your rotations, your yeah. chemistry, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I agree with that one. The other team is the Nuggets. Is it that def- Is it that defense? Yeah, it's something that's, uh, you know, kind of plagued them come playoff time, you know, and when you play against, like, the best of the best. That's something that he's, you know, gotten, uh, quote-unquote, exposed for is that, you know, pick-and-roll defense, and it's just something they got to figure out. Uh, Yeah, I mean, obviously that and health, you know, hopefully, you know, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., all their guys are there because that's what's held them back in previous years. I'm assuming they're going to be healthy for this upcoming playoffs. I do believe in his ability with a fully healthy squad. And, yeah, I, I, I expect that to improve. I don't think that's going to be a, a weakness weakness of his. And it's just, I, I, good Lord, I just don't see him getting ex- exposed like that, how he has the past uh, year or so. Yeah, I think his defense and health. Uh, did you have a word or you want to move on to the next team, Adam? What's that? I said you have something. As far as them? I have some concern about the guys after Jokic, uh, not Jamal. I mean, we've seen what Jamal Murray can do in the playoffs. It's been a little bit. It's just after that, a lot of these guys, you know, MPJ has been hurt. He doesn't have a significant amount of playoff experience to build off of. And some of the supporting cast around Jokic, Jokic concerns me come playoff time. I just, I've, yeah. And I've never trusted. I've never like fully said nuggets are a lock to make it to the final, just because if they face the Clippers, they have no one to guard those guys. They have no one to guard. Your best defender is Caldwell Pope versus the Suns. Like, they have no one for De- Kevin Durant. They have no one for Devin Booker. And like I said, pipe dream Lakers. Who's going to guard LeBron James? Who's going to guard Anthony Davis? Like, they don't have the defenders. You're going to be relying on just your offense to outscore and outplay and outcoach. And even their coach has question marks sometimes. I kind of agree in the fact that like outside of maybe some of like the bottom of the bottom teams, there's no team in, there's not many teams in the West that I just feel like Denver Nuggets are a lock to just take them out to me. Like, like even the Mavericks, bro, if Luka gets hot for like a stretch of games, yeah. come on. I mean, I, you, I don't, I get it, but not, I'm not a Luka guy, but I, I mean, just, I just don't believe in the Mavericks this year. I mean, I, they have I, nothing to guard Jokic. I, I just they're gonna throw really Christian Christian Wood out there. Don't like they were like even last year. You had players. I mean, I know Kyrie this year, but previous years you have those you know really nice defenders, spark plugs off the bench. I just feel like it's literally Luca and Kyrie are bust. That's it. yeah, and they're a little beaten, battered, and mm-hmm. I just say this to say we've gotten a little bit of a Nuggets following. We respect y'all. I'm just saying we're talking about weaknesses, and this hey, is a real finals weakness. Pick, so. yeah. yeah, you're still still your finals pick. 
Uh, one of the other teams I had on here was the Warriors. And I only Warriors, say that because yeah. they're for sure a contender when they're healthy. They're missing Wiggins. Uh, I think Reece, they need him, Reece, man. recent report is there's a chance he might not play this season. So I saw prayers to him. Hopefully whatever he's going through. You can is, talk about it off camera because I kind of got – I don't know how true it is what okay. he's going through, yeah. but I don't put the man up there. You know? yeah. Um, but yeah, Gary Payton still not back yet, or is he? He's not back yet, right? I don't think so. No, I mean Steph went crazy, dropped fifty and lost to the Clippers, bro. It's by ten, yep. I bet on the Clippers. That's crazy man. Um, Westbrook was great. Uh, yeah, it's it's them damn road games, man. I, I again, we I feel like we discuss it every week, but I don't know how a team can just look so how a team can look so good at home. And on the road, I, I don't get it. It's yeah. really weird. And, you know, being. You have to win one game in the playoffs on the road. Being, <laughs> again, being a lower seed, like Adam said, you, you got to you know, deal with these higher seeds. And the way seeding works, if you're a lower seed, you're going to play more road games than you play home games. And if that, you know, I'd like to think, you know, Steph is capable of winning one road game come playoff yeah. day. Because Steph again, and Clay, Clay's back. Every time I see Steph play, it's like. Dude has not lost a say. It's like he's getting better. Like, it really does. Fine wine. But, yeah, it's just, I guess, being able to, it's it's weird. It's really weird that they're, just the way they play on the road, because I don't get it. I don't understand it. I think it's lineup sometimes. As good as a coach Steve Kerr is, he's still kind of experimenting at times in terms of how long he's leaving guys on the floor. I mean, we see I what's his like name. I feel like if I was... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say we see a dude. What's that dude's name? He doesn't look like his name at all, but. Ty Jerome? Yeah, Ty Jerome, bro. <laughs> when I first heard of him, I was like, where is this guy? It's not that guy. Nah, that's not Jerome. That's Jerome. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's a lineup thing, too. But, I mean, I'm, I'm still a believer in the Warriors. So. I think the Warriors just really got to hope that they stay where they are because I think they could really benefit off of getting Memphis first round if there's still some like dysfunctionality there, which, you know, we heard sound what John Morant comes back Monday. Yeah. uh, There could still be some weird stuff going on there. You know, it didn't, they don't seem very meshed right now in uh, Memphis. So drawing them first round could be kind of a benefit. I just think not potentially having Andrew Wiggins is going to be, it's humongous. Huge. humongous. Like it's a that, big deal. That that's because he was legitimately their second best player last year. Like yeah. the, like no question about it. Yeah, because if you had him back and the way Clay's been looking, I would be pretty damn confident they could yeah. beat anybody. Honestly. And then just to mention the Kings, respect them. They're young. De'Aaron Fox has been. He's going to win that Clutch Player of the Year award. Yeah, absolutely. For damn been, sure, man. He, he had the game, game winner, winner just two nights ago, right? Yeah, or last night. Last night, bro. Yeah. All right, man, that's going to do it for the main topics. We got some trivia to close out with. And so the new, this is going to be a new thing. Whenever we do trivia, we're going to title it sicko or casual. A sicko is someone who just, they all they do is watch basketball. Yeah, yeah. We know that a casual is, yeah. it's TikTok commenters. That's that's casuals right there. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, you got man. one same way or how are we doing it? Um... I have three career paths, but again, I do have those starting lineups. If y'all, you know. I love the starting lineups thing, but we could do a mix. One, we yeah. could do a mix. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you. Let me see. Man, not non Hornets. I'm about to get like absolutely. <laughs> That's why I love it because I'm like, I, <laughs> it's gonna be bad. I hate it when I'm arguing with people at, 
and they's like, man, you don't know anything, bro. Let me Stop. give you. Let's go, Miami Heat. All right, all right, let's go. All right, give me the start. The point guard who has started the most games in the decade of 2010s. Point guard for the Miami Heat. Give me it. Okay. A couple options here, you know. Started, by the way, 279 games. Decent size. Uh, I'm going to say Mario Chalmers. Mario Chalmers is correct. I think that was pretty Only easy. On that one. For the shooting guard position, starting 384 games. It's got to be D-Wade. Dwayne Wade is correct. At the small forward slash power forward position, starting 294 games. Le- LeBron James. LeBron this James is easy. Is correct. This is pretty easy. I'll give you easy ones. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> power forward might be harder. He's going to be like, he's going to go to me and it's going to be like Sacramento Kings. <laughs> power forward, starting 384 <clears throat> games. It's got to be Chris Bosch. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Center position. <laughs> I mean, I thought Haslam, but that was only because Bosch got hurt, but Haslam was done by that yeah. time. Center position starting 259 games. This one's actually kind of hard. I don't want to overthink it. It could be, um, Jesus, I'm blanking out on names. Adam, you know it. I'll tell you this. <clears throat> one. I know. You I know, know who it is. You I know who know it is. It. it used to be my guy. Why, why am I blinking out? I'm trying to think of his guy now. 259 games. 259 I don't, I don't no, think no, you, you, you don't even, know his, this is his You don't guy. know that he's my guy. Yeah, yeah we've it's, never it's, discussed it's him because there's no point in it. random joke. But yeah. <laughs> is, I'm going to say Hassan Whiteside? Hassan Whiteside there you is go. correct. No there ball, was, man. There was no a, ball. There was a time like... Two years ago, where Adam was like, "Man, I really want Hassan Whiteside." We we're like, "You're like, you want Hassan right now?" And he yeah. was still like playing well when he was on the court. He just was never on the court for some reason. He didn't get minutes. He didn't get to play. He's like a DeAndre Aiden kind of guy. Talks, when he was like playing really well, there was talks like every off season about him going to the Charlotte Hornets. We were uh, we okay. looked at him. I mean, he was playing basketball like in Greensboro near us. He was, I think, he's from the area, so it was always a discussion of like Hassan to Charlotte. He kind of fit our need. We needed a big defensive presence in the middle, and that's exactly what he was for a few years. He was definitely being being at one point top ten like ranking. I'm sure centers. He was a block leader. Did he have a team? or did he? Nah. Did he just he made, he made a he made a couple of defensive yeah, teams. Yeah, did, and, uh, he did. He did. He was yeah. a, he was a box leader one time. I'm pretty sure. At least, but overall, yeah. that was that was pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why yeah. I gave you that one. I mean, like the, I'll, I'll, the after, casuals should know that one. After this one, Adam, I'm gonna give you a harder one. All right, Adam, I'm gonna okay. give you the Boston Celtics. Oh man! So at the point guard position, starting 211 games in the 2010s, who is it? Two hundred eleven games. It's just I'm trying to think. Like, I get like late two thousands and early twenty tens just completely mixed up. Yeah, understand. It's not how many. It's it's not many games though. It's like what two eleven. You said like what three seasons, seasons almost two and a half seasons. Max. Two and a half three seasons. Yeah, about ish. Three. About three. That's it's too late to be Rondo, right? 
What's your guess? I'll go Rondo. Rajon Rondo is correct. Spec my goat. I, how many games did Kyrie play there? How many seasons was he there? It was one and a half. Two, and I'm pretty sure like, he was, missed a good amount the second it one. It crossed my mind, but I was like, yeah, he didn't play much there, did he? Yeah. I, thought, I thought you were going to say Marcus Smart. <laughs> no. Uh, starting, <laughs> no, not Marcus uh, Smart. Oh, starting, starting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I will be pleasantly surprised if you get this next one, but it's it's the most out of any player. Point guard slash shooting guard starting 340 games. Who is it? I think I got it. 340 games, guard Celtics. God, I'm trying to go. 2010s, 2010s. So it was early. I'm feeling like if Rudy's got it, it was like early 2010s. Yeah, yeah, early. I mean, that's not why I got it, but oh, yeah. Man. I'm going to fill the dead, the dead air, early, Houston. Early up. 2010s. <laughs> I didn't even come up with a guess for early 2010s. That's tough. Got to push and you for a guess, my you man. Know, talking about that team's obviously it wasn't Ray Allen. Ray Allen was gone pretty quick. Yeah, correct. Um, I mean, he was there for like, what, two? Nah, two years. Maybe two years, yeah. So he was off to the Heat. He was on the the Heat team that won it all, and that was pretty early. Yeah. Yeah. 2013, I think, was his big shot. Yeah. Yep. I don't think I got a guess. God. Would you like to steal it? Rudy? If I'm allowed to. He doesn't have a guess. You got it, Rudy. Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley is correct. Oh, man. He that has about my mind. Yeah. any player on I this like list. Yeah. He has the most games started for the Celtics. In the I remember he came in and stole Ray Allen's yeah, I job. I couldn't think of him. Yeah, it's because yeah. he was in that in between period. I feel like like after the big three, but before like the Tatum days, he was kind of yeah. like holding. You it said down. point guard, mm-hmm. shooting guard, so I thought yeah, Adam should get this one, but because he played like mix of both. Okay, I don't sure. remember him playing much point guard. I remember him all I don't mostly either. a shooting yeah, guard. I remember as yeah. a two at the three. We have starting 225 games. I don't know this one. I have to think. How soon was Pierce gone is the question. He was off to, I don't know how soon he was off to Brooklyn or I guess then New York or Jersey. I can't remember. Uh I guess I'll throw out Pierce just for the sake of it. Paul Pierce is incorrect. Uh, Did I get a chance to steal like on Family Feud? Go for it. Man, uh, I want to say Tatum, but I don't think so. I feel like it's someone I'm forgetting about. uh, You said small forward? Small forward. Did he play power forward? This one has, says straight small forward. This could be a bad answer, but fuck. Evan Turner? Evan Turner's incorrect. Y'all are absolute casuals. The correct answer is Jason Tatum. I, I'm i not a casual because I said it. Really? I just wasn't sure about the year, though. Because he got there in 2017, right? No, 2016 uh, yeah. 17. Yeah. Damn, I was thinking 17 18. Games? 225. 225. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm not a casual. Yeah, I guess those count. <laughs> Damn. All right. So at the power forward position, starting just one less game than Tatum total, we have 224 games at the power forward position. Man, you did give Adam the hard ones. 
Pause. Wondering. I mean, Rondo Tatum is not that crazy. <laughs> no, that's not too bad. Yeah, I don't. This well, one, this Paul one's Pierce a bit tough. But he was towards the end of the. So, it's yeah. not. Like, I want to know who was second. Like, what? Who played the second amount against for small four? Got that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Horford, is it? No. Or was he playing center? I don't know if he's center or forward. I think I got. No, I don't know. I don't got it. You don't got it. You should know it. Shit, I don't. So y'all got it. Garnett. Garnett is incorrect. Can I give a guess? Go for it. Is it Brandon Bass? Brandon Bass is correct. All right. Good shit. Almost said Jeff Green. I never would have had that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Never so would have the had power Bass. forward slash center position starting two hundred and eight in two hundred and eight games. Who is it? You should get this one for sure. I should. That doesn't mean you've already seen it. Al Horford, right? Al Horford is correct. Okay. Round of applause. Right. Round of applause. Yeah. I got to give Rudy one because I'm I'm mad that I gave him such an easy one. I got to <laughs> give him a hard one. Heat, man. You got about five minutes. Five, five minutes. minutes. All, right, all right. So quickly, give me the Orlando Magic starters from for the 2010s. Players who have started the most games Jesus at the point guard Christ. position starting 257 <laughs> games. Who is That's a lot of games. 257. That is a lot of games. <sighs> I'm going to have to get these answers fast, man. Jameer Nelson? Much. Jameer Nelson is correct. Okay. okay. At the shooting guard position, starting 373 games. Fuck me. That is a lot of games. It's There's no way it's starter. Starter, starter. Is it Aaron Aflalo? Aaron Aflalo is correct. The correct answer is Evan Fournier. You, wait, you said, oh, fuck. It sounded like you Fournier. said it was correct. No, that's Evan yeah, Fournier. Evan Fournier. All right, at the small forward position, starting 168 games. That's not a lot. 168 That's not games. a lot at all. Jesus. He's a pretty well-known player, though. Pretty well-known. Pretty well-known player. I say he gets talked about a lot, I would say, when, I, when it comes to a certain topic. Vince Carter? No. Correct answer is Tobias Harris. Ah, Topic being bad contracts. <laughs> gross. <laughs> All right. At the small forward slash power forward position, starting 310 games. I can't believe I don't know this, man. This is tough. Come on, man. Oh, I think you, I, do I know this one? I think I know this one. You might. Maybe. You might. I'll let, I'll let you steal it after his gift. He don't. He don't look like he got. I have it. a guess. I don't know, man. Don't look like he Why got am I it. sleeping on the magic, bro? My oh, team, bro. I know. Dwight Howard. Fuck. He uh, ain't on here, so. No, he ain't on there. <laughs> I, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get that one. Damn, I don't know why I can't get this one. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw a guess Adam? out there. Or, Is it? Go ahead. I was gonna say. Brian Anderson. Hell no. He was <laughs> Is it uh is it Aaron Gordon? Aaron Gordon is correct. Oh my gosh. Three hundred and ten yeah. games. Man. I forgot about it, man. That's where it all I started. wouldn't have thought it was that much, but yeah. All right. And at the center position, starting five hundred and fourteen games. Jeez. Nikola Vucevic? Nikola Vucevic is correct. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's been there a while. It didn't yeah. seem like that long. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Okay, but let me knock one out for you because I have one for you. Bet, bet, bet. I'll hurry up. 
Shit, where to go? All right, and we're doing the Lakers, but excluding. I'm sure he excluding knows Kobe because I'm making it hard for you. Damn. Because okay. excluding Kobe, <laughs> so at point guard in the 2010s. Jordan Clarkson. Uh, I'm not classifying him as a. What's so this? Is he, he wars? He was or? a two guard though. He played a lot of point for us. Okay, I'll give you that one. At the point guard, it was Jordan. Uh, at shooting, guys, uh, sorry. Okay, point guard. Yeah, Jordan, two hundred seventy-three games. Okay. If you say point guard, I trust you. I was watching, but I feel like yeah. Wait, what? Okay, so the other one was what? Russell, D'Angelo Russell. No, it was Derek Fisher. Twenty tens. Yeah, two hundred seven games. Damn. Shout out to a and then guess who was right behind him? Steve Blake. Shout out to Steve Blake. Okay, so at shooting guard, then how many games? Two hundred and twenty games. And not Kobe. Before or after? It had to be, of course, after Kobe. Um, during? Hmm. Hurry up, hurry up. Mm, I, I'll say this. I love this guy so much. Really? You love this guy? Yes, so I love him. As a do person. I, do I know you love him? Yeah, a person. I used to tell you all the time. I used to watch their post-game interviews just for this guy. Oh, Nick Young. Nick Young is the correct so answer. Mm-hmm. All right. What about at small forward? Small forward. This should be easy. How many games? 358 games. Oh, Brandon Ingram? Mm. That was my guess, yeah. <laughs> One more guess or no? Ah, damn. We got about a minute. We got about a minute. Oh, yeah. Give it to me. I'm in <laughs> rapid fire. Mode. Meta, stand up forward, or test. Damn, 2010. We're on our test. 358 games. Tough. Power forward. Hal Gasol. Yes, but it is. Well, not too close, but Julius Randle was right behind him. It is Pau Gasol. 321 games. And then at center, which you could have said Powell, but he didn't really play. He played more power forward. But at center, 189, 189 games played. Wait, you're laughing. It's got to be a scrub. <laughs> it's. It's pretty close to someone who I think is also a scrub or became a scrub. But they're both scrubs. It's like a three-way scrub. It's race. like a three-way scrubbing race, bro. <laughs> Cayman wasn't there for that long. Um, hundred eighty-nine games played. You Ma- got ten seconds. Moskov. Eel, bro. Hibbert. Nah, it's Robert Sakari. Robert Sakari. I was thinking, I'm like, nah, it's not. Him. Then it was Andrew Bynum and Jordan Hill. That is despicable. He started that. Many Andrew games. Bynum and then Jordan Hill. That's all, folks. I got to cut this camera off. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate hey, y'all. Dells. You know I love y'all. I'm gonna go cut the camera off, or else I'm gonna have a lot of problems tonight. All right. But uh, yeah, that was it. We'll be back next week to dive in deep. <laughs>